downtime episodes, everybody who's excited. I am. I, am. I was going to say me. I'm glad everybody's excited. Oh, about the downtime episode? Oh. I just noticed that fucking Garrick has angry eyebrows. Fuck that guy. He does. He does. It's so good. But bad at the same time. It's good bad. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make the executive decision on what event is coming first. As is your right as ruler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, temporally speaking, there's no way that we can't have. Uh, there's no way that we could have anyone other than Grant do the the thing he's been summoned to do. First. Yeah, I think I figured as much. If any of us get married, I think you also have the right of prima knocked. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I keep hearing that phrase, and I keep forgetting to look it up. Um, long story short, basically the king said I could fuck anybody I want to on their wedding night. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. not a popular policy. Or fairly out. Colin. Colin, I'm gonna fuck your wife. <laughs> Colin, get out. I'm gonna fuck your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta edit that image. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. Already off to a great start. Colin, uh, Colin Grant, you were told to show up at the apartment building at 9am. Right. And that's why I arrive at, like, does Grant... No, Grant doesn't want to fu- like fucking piss these people off already, so he's gonna show up at nine, but like dangerously close to nine, so that way they think that he might be might be late, but he's actually not. I just want to be rude right out the gate. Okay, sure. Hey, no, if I wanted to be rude, I'd show up fifteen minutes late. Thank you. Everybody would be yelling at you. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, I guess, took a took a taxi to yeah, uh, because there's there's taxis in L.A. proper. You're not in the suburbs yeah. anymore. You don't have to yeah. Uber anywhere. Yeah, uh, and that's also probably another reason why I'm arriving like just barely on time is because I had to come from the safe house extremely early in the morning. I had to cut my check, say thank you, and then run off before I was late. Uh, so, yeah, the, the front door to the apartment building is unlocked. Alright, I come in. Yeah, it's uh, it's a small lobby. There's, uh, like, two elevators towards the back and a set of stairs. You remember you went up to the third floor last time? I actually think you, if I'm going to the third floor, it would actually be faster to take the stairs. So I'll take the stairs. That's fair. So you uh, pop out onto the third floor, and um, so yeah, the the energy of this place has done a complete 180 from the last time you were here. Uh, first time, everybody was just sort of like chilling on like the walls or the floor or like a couple of chairs or the sofa or a couple of milk crates until you told them that you were going to wrap them out to the government and then everybody was ready to fucking annihilate your ass. <laughs> uh, but now this this space has transformed into like a war room almost. Cool. 
there is it is a an absolute flurry of activity uh lots of people like in phone calls uh just running around there's uh one, two, three, four, five people stood around like a coffee table that appears to have a map rolled out on it, and one of them is Damien. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems like everybody is in like not a panic exactly, but there it's business time right now. I just walk in with my hands in my pockets, completely not in the same kind of mood. I just walk up to the people at the coffee table. Sup, fuckers? Just got paid. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I, I go, sorry, I'm almost, I look at my watch almost late. Uh, things happened last night. <laughs> uh, Damien looks up from the map rolled out in front of him. You can see now that you're up there, and he says, you are right on time, and it's good that you are. Yeah, I almost wasn't. I was. I had to come from. Uh, where's the town that the safe house is located in? The city is Glendora. I, I almost didn't. I had to come from Glendora. So, all right. Well, we're we're all very glad that you're here now uh, because we have kind of an emergency situation. Yeah, you said that, and then you hung up before I could tell you the part where I would I would be here if I would if I didn't die. So, like you know. What's going on? Yeah. Okay, so Damien points at a man standing across the table from him and says, Alright, this is Ty. Uh one of Ty's cousin Jay is in jail right now. Okay. Uh he, apparently there was a murder in LA like three days ago, and last night at about 8pm the cops came and picked up Jay uh, for it. Problem is, he was with Ty at the time of the murder, and we know this for sure because we have wizards who can check, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders at you like you you should be able to know this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, typical scrying shit. Yeah. you do. Right, so... We need to get him out of there because if they're just picking him up, this is gonna go poorly for him. You you know how it goes. You seem like a person who's not too great with the cops. Uh, I pull up my phone and I hold up a rec- the rare recording of um of uh, Rage Against the Machines. Fuck the cop cover. <laughs> Everybody around the table nods appreciably. <laughs> It's nice to see Grant making friends. So, yeah, actually, that does sound right up my alley. Cops suck. Yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, And he motions down to the map on the table in front of him and says, Jay's being held in county lockup, and we're going to go get him. And you're going to help us. Okay. And here's here's the plan. We're going to do some... Ocean's Eleven shit here, Grant. I hope you're. I hope you're a fan of heist movies. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven was was pretty good. I didn't like the remake as much, but oh, <laughs> I forgot that Ocean's Eleven was the had the original thing to it. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it took me a minute. I'm like, wait, <laughs> Ocean's 8 didn't come out in 2012. No, no, I'm talking about the 1960 Ocean's 11. Yeah, yeah, it took me a minute to remember that. <laughs> okay, so guys, all right, so you are actually step one. You're going to go in through this door, and he's now motioning to the map and like pointing at specific points. You're going in through this door, and you're going to pass through the metal detector. You're going to go straight to this bathroom, and then you're going to do that trick that you did in New York, and you're going to knock out all the power and the backup power to this building. I honestly don't care if you do hit the entire block. That's fine. There's nothing important on that block that needs power. So if you can't control it enough to only hit one building, that's good. But you definitely need to hit this building. Uh, here's the thing, though. I didn't mean to knock out the power in New York. I, I That was a side effect of me doing... Well, I, I do the horse trick. The, the basic version. That only produces the non-moving horse. Okay, but you remember how it like felt to do it, right? Maybe I don't know. I can I can always try and do it. I don't. I can't guarantee anything. But I mean, that's part of the. Okay, never mind. I was going to say something really stupid, but I decided to go back on it. I will try. I will attempt. Yeah, we, we kind of need it because, you know, part of the power knockout is the security cameras. We need to not get caught on camera. Yeah. So after you knock out the power, which you are going to do because you absolutely have to do it because we don't have any other alternatives. After you do that, I'm going to come in and I'm actually super great at sleep spells. So I'm just going to knock everybody in the building out. Okay. Now, uh, that can include you if you would like, but I could also make you immune if you would rather not. It's up to you. I'd rather not. Actually, it would make me not look guilty if, like, I was affected by it as well. I mean, literally everybody is going to be asleep. There's no one's... Going to assign then, guilt then, to you. Then, yeah, then yeah, exclude me, please. Uh, so he holds out a, he holds out his hand and says, "All right, I need your pin." Um, I pat myself down, trying to remember where I put it, and then I find it and I hand it to him. <laughs> Grant left his pin at home. Everybody gets angry. <laughs> no, no, Grant would have it on him. He just doesn't remember which pocket he put it in. And so he takes it. And uh, says a like short incantation over it in Spanish, and then passes it back to you and says, "All right, you're going to be immune to my magic until basically I say that you're not." Okay. Just Wait, make sure that you're a... wearing it. Oh. Just make sure that you're wearing it. If you're not actually wearing it, it won't work. Uh, fine. All right, so once everybody's asleep, uh, we've got a couple of people, and he motions to some people who are, like, standing in a corner conversing. We've got some people that'll help direct traffic away from county lockup with psychic shit that I don't understand at all. Uh, And then 
Ty here is going to go in and destroy all the physical records of Jay's arrest. Uh, he motions to a pair of women who are also standing across the table from you. He says, Imani and Lolo are going to go deal with all of the digital records, uh, including the security footage of him being brought in. Matthew, and he motions to uh, another guy around the table, is in charge of getting all the locks open and actually getting Jay outside. And then we've got another guy, Jason, who's in the getaway car. He's going to take Jay out. All right. Let's hope that everything goes according to plan. Uh, well, t- you're sort of the only variable here, Grant. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Don't. We're, we are all very much counting on you. Okay. Right. Well, if I knew you guys were going to say fuck the cops, you didn't have to kidnap me then. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, and Damien claps his hands above his head and gets everybody's attention and then just, like, points out the door and everybody who is on this mission heads out the door, including you. Yep. You pile into a couple cars and drive down to County Lockup. Alright, and then I... When I get there, I uh, I follow the plan. I take off all of my metal shit, including my vest, my piercings. I'm sure I have a couple of those. Uh, my rings. Um, the problem with and the problem with me taking off my vest is that uh, my shirt's a little bit torn, so the cops can probably see a little bit of my anarchy tattoo on my chest. But you know, they can't arrest me over that. Right, right. You were the worst secret agent. <laughs> I didn't you gotta, necessarily volunteer. You do gotta make sure to keep the pin on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll give me my jacket on the other side of the metal detector. Oh, yeah. You just, you know, you have to unload your pockets into a uh, into a little bucket and then walk to the metal yeah. detector. T- and- take off my belt, take off my <laughs> shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. Chloe, br- uh, Chloe, bring us home. Come on. What? I, I, I don't... I don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know the words. Get down, get down, get down on the floor. I, Disappoint no. me. <laughs> Alright, uh, you get through the metal detector just fine. You are now mm. in the building. Yep, I put on the pin. Uh, I will actually wait to get into the bathroom to put on the pin in case these guys recognize this gang symbol. <laughs> uh, but I will put it on before uh, concentrating and t- trying to intentionally cause a blackout this time with my magic, which, uh, which I'm assuming is just part of do something beyond him- human limitations. I know that was uh, no, that wasn't supposed to be a catch-all, but that sort of sounds like you what you want me to this, do. This is effectively going to be a big magic. Oh, okay. Um, it's you. You are intentionally trying to glitch yourself. Yeah. So, what this is going to be? Uh, it's you're not going to. Um, you know, you didn't have time for research or anything like that. So you're mm-hmm. just sort of making it up on the spot based on memory like you're, mm-hmm. you're making it making it up on the spot based on sense memory mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I am, what I'm gonna do, I would like three weird rolls and we are gonna take an average. Okay. Three weird rolls and one slightly odd roll. Starting out good. Alright, that's 11. That's a 5. That's an 8. Alright, so that's 19 plus 5 is 24. 24 divided by 3 is 8. Yes. Okay, so that's a... That is a mixed success on your... On what is effectively a super powerful use magic roll. So you get to do it, but you take... You have a glitch. Um... You know what? In... In, uh... In universe, you had already set it up. So, uh... I'm gonna say it has a problematic side effect in that it does actually knock out power to the entire block. As opposed to just the building. That's perfectly fair. It's... You were... You were trying to knock out just this building, but you fucked up in exactly the same way as you fucked up last time, and it does hit the entire city block. Alright. Alright. Um, it, immediately, the bathroom that you're in goes dark as the entire building loses power. And then uh, about 30 mm-hmm. seconds later, you briefly feel, like, super calm. Like, everything's really nice. You kind of want to just like, stay here in this bathroom stall and take a nap. And then there's like a shock that's almost like a defibrillator on your chest, and you're like, oh, no, wait. I'm fine. I don't actually want to sleep right now. Uh, I take out my phone and I use the flashlight function on it and start walking out of the bathroom because I'm not staying in this thing dirty-ass bathroom the entire time the right, ice is um, going down. So you can you can get back into the lobby. The the gang is, like, shuffling in. They all had to, like, vault some bars to not pass through the metal detector. It took them just long enough for you to get back to the lobby to be there, but Damien shoots you a thumbs up, and Ty just, like, s- looks super pleased with you. And then right. Damien claps his hands again and says, alright, everybody knows their jobs, get to it. And there's a break. Uh, Alright. I guess I shrug and I'm like, I guess I'm done? uh, He, Damien looks at you and says, if you want to be done, you can be. If you want to help somebody out, uh, that's also good. I'm pretty good at picking locks. I'll go help out with, uh, with getting Ty out. Jay. Yeah, that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna paste like this s- series of names that I've. No, I I think that is that was legitimately in character. Okay, sure. <laughs> I like to I like to think that was in character. Yeah, that one. That's fine. I just I follow Ty. Okay. Uh, well, if you're on locks, then you're with Matthew. Oh, yeah, I'm with with Matthew then, yes. Yeah, okay, so, um, all of you, uh, it's like, go back into an employees-only area and, uh, sort of break off one at a time down a hallway into, uh, specific rooms. Damien winds up going with Ty to help with the the paper trail. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
and then you reach the actual like lockup area and uh, there's like multiple sets of iron bars between you and your target all right I drag out my uh, my lock picking set and I I look at uh, I look at Matthew and I go before we try any more magic shit uh, and then I start trying to actually pick the lock I know it's a police station but uh but I mean that, that shit can potentially be locked picked so I guess that you want me to roll plus cool yeah Matthew says that he's uh, Matthew says I'll give you 30 seconds before I'm coming in there that's fair seven partial success um hmm how do we do a seven on a pass fail? Do you do it in 30 seconds or not? I do it exactly in 30 seconds. Like he's counting down three, two, one. And then as soon as he's finished saying one, I'm like, I'm done. So I don't look as impressive. I don't look as impressive as I, uh, as I should. So he shrugs his shoulders and like pulls the bars aside to get into the like cell block area. I start uh, looking around to see if any of the sleeping cops have keys on them in this area now. Uh, they do. Alright, yeah, I grab a set of keys. Gotta make a mental note to give this back to him so that way uh, that way it's not, you know, too suspicious. I mean, they'll have a, they'll be missing a man, but I'm not gonna steal the keys from the police. Hey, Colin. Hmm. You want to hear a joke handcrafted especially just for you? What? Sleeping hogs. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. This is funny to people at home because Kalon, or Colin has just finished platinuming sleeping dogs. For what, the second time now? No, I only platinumed it. You can only platinum a game once. I wouldn't put it past you to find a way. <laughs> create a second account just to platinum sleeping dogs yes calling up sony just like uh, can you just go ahead and just remove the platinum trophy i have a problem <laughs> anyway uh so yeah i'll i'll grab the keys and i will start using the keys instead because it's much fa- it will potentially be much faster <laughs> oh, that's a shame i was gonna have a funny thing for matthew's magic lock magic <laughs> that's fine uh, so yeah, you you know what cell you're looking for. Um, Matthew is able to lead you straight to it, and mm-hmm. so you just pop in and unlock it. Yep. All right. How big is Jay? It's like, is this a good? Is it a good thing that I came along because we're gonna have to drag a, a conscious man between the two of us? Uh. Jay is kind of a big guy. Matthew could have done it himself, but it would have taken a while. So it is... Y- you will get... It will be done in half the time. Thanks yeah. to your presence. Yeah, so I, I'll i go... I'll get his legs. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get his arms. Right, and I pick him up. I pick him up by the legs. We drag him out. I put the keys back on the cop. You know, I assume you lock all the doors behind you as you make your way out. Yes. This is going to be the weird... They're going to be like, how did the man just vanish? What? And then uh, you two are actually the first two out. All right. 
Uh, Matthew says, all right, uh, Damien said if we get done early, we're just taking him straight out to the car. All right, cool. Uh, take him, I'll help take him out into the car. And uh... yeah, it's It takes a little doing because you got to get over the bars to not pass through the metal detector. Why would we need to worry about the metal detector? The power is out. Oh, yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Matthew starts trying to go over the bar. And I'm like, Matthew, the power's down. We can go through the metal detector. He face palms exactly as hard as I just did. He <laughs> says, sorry, sorry. Not, not used to having it go this smooth. Uh... Yeah, so I walk through the metal detector like a human being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you get outside. Uh, there looks to be like two people you briefly saw, or not two, there's like five uh, people that you saw uh, off in the corner of the apartment, and they seem to be just like meditating on the steps of this building, mm-hmm. which you could as- assume is the keep out crew. Yeah. Uh, and there is a a running car sitting in the parking lot. I prop uh, Jay up. I'm going to try and make it look the best that he's just a sleepy, sleepy boy who fell asleep on the car trip back home. Now, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. No one's fucking even looking at this building. Yeah. Uh, so you can... It's just... M- it's mostly for when they get away. Yeah, sure. Jason, the driver, uh, takes off without you. You, he was, he's just taking Jay. That's fair, I guess. Look at Matthew, and I shrug and like, okay, well, do we wait for the others? Yeah, now we just wait for everybody else. All right. Uh, and there's there's about like ten minutes or so of waiting. And uh, Imani and Lolo come out first. The the digital records are taken care of. And then uh, Ty and Damien show up. I'm watching them all try to climb over the bar, specifically not saying anything. I'm going to wait till they're all out here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they all meet in front of the car that you took to get here. And as soon as the last person finishes climbing over the bar, I'm like, you know, y'all could have walked through the metal detector. There's no power. Uh, Damien, like, walks away. (laughs) Uh, Imani just, like, sits down in the middle of the parking lot and puts her head in her hands. (laughs) Ty just kind of glares at you a little. Lolo just Lolo sits down and then lays down. <laughs> and Matthew is trying not to laugh because he already got hit with this and now it's funny to see it from the other side. <laughs> Matthew's my new best friend. <laughs> so eventually everybody uh comes back from the existential fucking destruction you just (laughs) unleashed upon them. (laughs) And Damien shouts at the people up on the steps to, uh, well, first he, like, 
mutters in Spanish a little bit, and you can feel the uh, the sleep field that he had over the building turn off. And then he yells at the people who are meditating on the steps and they all get up and uh, pile into another car and take off. Uh, and then you all pile back into the same car that you were in that, or that you took to get here and drive back to the apartment building. Awesome. You're just going to sit in silence the entire I mean, way there? I mean... Who am I riding with? Like, is it all of us? Is that that'd be a big yeah. ass car? Oh, it's it is all of us. That is a big ass car. I go it's five people, five people to a co- to the car. One in the driver's seat, one in the passenger, three in the back. Okay, uh, I am. I guess I'm the one in the middle because I'm kind of a small guy. Ah, uh, Grant's in the bitch seat. Yep, Grant's in the bitch seat because he's the smallest one. So he goes. Well, he's probably not the smallest one, but like. They would probably put him in the pitch seat. I mean, Damien is literally 17 years old. Yeah, but Grant's kind of a small guy. Anyway, point is, uh, point is, uh, he goes... Can I get they, McDonald's? <laughs> do, they all, do they all go that smooth, or...? Uh, that was maybe the smoothest that's ever been. Huh. Neat. I wonder why I went right, because I sure hell wasn't Grant. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Grant did all right. So it goes, all right, so that's gonna... So the whole block went out. I'm wondering how close... How close attention that uh, Haas is paying attention to in other parts of the city, in other cities, looking for this sort of exact thing. Ah, eh, LA gets blackouts. It's fine. Fair enough. He can't possibly be stupid enough to do the exact same thing twice, can he? <laughs> Narrator, he was. <laughs> In uh, extremely, oh, it's always sunny music. God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Alright, uh, you pull into the uh, uh, apartment building and you all file up back to the third floor and it's kind of a small party up here. Alright. I look around, I'm like, are most of these people old enough to be drinking, or...? Yeah. Everybody okay. definitely looks old enough. Except You just broke a man out of prison. You're gonna, you're gonna be a fucking narc? No. I'm not gonna be a narc. I'm just like, huh. Just like, come on, man. I hope nobody's doing drugs here, or alcohol. <laughs> I'm just... Fucking Grant. door. <laughs> Grant just shrugs. He's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Damien pops open a beer and passes it to you. Uh, Grant looks at it and it's like, what What brand is it? It's on the can. No, no, I'm asking, I'm asking fucking the GM, what brand is it? I mean, like... Like, I don't want to say this in a racist way, but it's a cerveza. Okay. Uh, Grant looks at the time and goes, it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, so everybody's sort of celebratory. Uh, Jason and Jay are not present. The the getaway driver and mm-hmm. the breakouty. I I look around, I'm like, where's, where's the 
getaway driver. Where's Jay? Where's the birthday boy? Yeah, where is the birthday boy? I must ask. <sighs> well, see, we can't actually, like, have him stay in L.A. Because, you know, even if we erased his presence from lockup, the cops still know about him. So we're going to send him down to Guatemala to live with Las Lunas for a couple of months, maybe a year. And then he'll come back up and, you know, just be fine. Ah, he's pulling a grant. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, I say that in character. And Sadema goes, yeah, basically. Although <laughs> he's not going to know it until he wakes up. Okay, fair enough. And, and he... He pretends to check his non-existent watch an hour. <laughs> Jeez. Really? It lasts that long? He shrugs. I'm I'm good at sleeping spells. Can you imagine, though, falling asleep in prison and waking up in fucking Guatemala? <laughs> well, you're not going to be able to drive to Guatemala in an hour. Yeah, they'll probably be ba- down like Santa like Ana. You don't make stops. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Grant will celebrate. How do you do, fellow teens? <laughs> listen, Grant rips out his. Listen, I'm not a drinker, but I constantly roleplay people who do drink. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not a drinker, but I play one on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when I pretend uh, to drink so that- beer, I choose Dos Equis Rolex Amber. So the the celebration only lasts for like about an hour, but as as it starts to wind down and everybody starts to leave, uh, Damien wanders over to the elevator and sort of motions for you to join him. All right, I walk over. I walk. I walk over after like uh, after hurriedly finishing the punchline. Go anyway. After it was only after they all went through, I told them that they could have gone through the uh, metal detector. Everybody who was present for this event looks embarrassed. Everybody who was not present for this event laughs heartily. <laughs> and then I uh, head over to the elevator. Yep. Uh, the elevator has been called by the time you get there. And uh, you know, Damien shuffles inside and motions for you to get in. All right. I, I get in the elevator with him. Yeah. You, you two take it up to the eighth floor which has not had all of its walls knocked out. It seems to be a proper apartment building up here. Hmm. He leads you into one of the apartments and uh, just, like, goes over to the fridge to grab another beer and motions to ask if you want another. Nah, I'm good. Right. See, so pops it open and... I was polite drinking earlier, essentially. <laughs> I. And so he uh, pops it open and sits down on the couch and says, and says, Dang, Dang, he changed species really fast there. He's a werewolf. Turns out, a werewolf. (laughs) They should be called the moons, not the stars. Uh, All right, Colin. Colin, I know you don't speak Spanish. I know, but... I know, I know that the, they literally went down to the Guatemala, se- their Guatemala sector, whatever it was called, the moons. I get it. <laughs> I know that. I know that much. Jeez. Okay, sure. 
Like, you're white. I don't have a good handle on exactly how white you are. <laughs> okay. I choose to believe that they're just very into, uh, you know, tarot readings. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, see, pops his beer open, sits down on the couch, and says, That was some really great work you did today. Thanks. I, I basically was winging it, trying to remember how it felt, but there we go. Well, we were, uh, we were all counting on you, and you absolutely came through. Thanks. And, and then he puts his beer down on the table in front of him and sort of, like, massages the, the bridge of his nose a bit and says, Hey, um, like, don't actually tell anybody that I said this to you, but I want to apologize for my grandpa, how he was when you met him. He's, uh, he's real big into the whole machismo thing, and he absolutely doesn't take guff from people who are younger than him, so it's, it's just how he is, it's how he was raised, and it's, it's shitty, and I don't appreciate it, but... Yeah, toxic masculinity, the bitch. He nods appreciatively. He says, but, uh, it's... It was real good having you today. I I honestly don't know what we would have done without you. Nobody here has ever pulled a trick like off that pulled a trick like that off before. We probably would have been in some real trouble. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't exactly mean it the first time I did it, and that's sort of why I had to run. But it's good to know that not everyone's like your grandpa. Yeah. A couple of the older guys are like that, but, uh, you know, basically everybody under the age of 50 is generally pretty cool. All right. You know, this is, this is sort of how the, the family works here. It's where we're all looking out for each other. Ty had an emergency with his cousin, and so we helped him out. And if you have an emergency, you're part of the family, too. That's you've, you've got our number. I mean, all right, I guess. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thought part of the whole thing was I technically am not a member, but you know, there's there's that. But you can say that all you like, but you're you are now an accessory at the very least. So far as I and everybody who was on the job today is concerned, you're part of the family now. All right. I mean that. You're literally now an accessory to a crime. I know I am. This wouldn't be the first time, honestly, in his life, probably. Yeah, but fuck the law. Yeah, fuck the law. He goes, hmm. Well, um... Thanks, I guess. He's just not to set at you. Alright. And, uh... I look at what time is it by time this is all done said and done uh, like do I have enough time to like go down and scam some tourists out of their money by painting things in five minutes that they have to pay $25 for uh, well the heist went off at noon it probably took about like I don't know 20 minutes to get done and then like 20 minute drive back to the apartment and then like an hour's party so it's like you know Almost two o'clock, right around two p.m. Yeah, there's that's enough time. 
like that's enough time to like work a shift. There's people like tourists come at night as well. It is fine. So uh, Grant's gonna go. Hey, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go work the streets a little bit, get some play money. Hmm. He uh, he, he nice. does like a snap wave at you. Mm-hmm. You just you are prepared to leave. All right, I uh, head on out and I start doing Grant's side. I guess now technically his side side job because now he has gotten because that original side job has been overwritten by this gang shit. <laughs> gang shit. Gang shit. Gang shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Cool. Alright. Cool. We're gonna. I'm gonna let somebody else have a turn. I would just like I let everyone to know out. that while this was going on, I was reading a web form that was going through a multi-page, a multiple-page derail about how centaurs would drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> was a consensus reached? Um, more or less. All right. Can I, can I, I please no... get an answer? <sighs> okay. So, <clears throat> well. The main question was how would, a, how would wear a seatbelt, because if it were a normal seatbelt, that would still snap, you know, the spine at the horse area. And you can't strap the horse area down, because then it would snap, snap the human spine. So they came up, so they asked, well, how does a normal horse ride in a trailer when they transport them? And the answer is apparently they strap them to the ceiling, so they're just kind of hanging like an inch or two off the ground. And <clears throat> so... You have to have a big van so that you can strap yourself to the ceiling if you are a centaur. <laughs> and then you have to have <laughs> some foam there so you don't keep bonking your, you know, horse bits and face into the front of the car whenever you have to stop or accelerate and such. And then, um, of course, is trying to decide, well, and then would they be more comfortable using pushing pedals with their front or back hooves? And it's just, yes, it was a whole thing. <laughs> I love okay. every bit of this. <laughs> I don't remember how it came I, up. But if a centaur Let's wore pants. Back. No. <laughs> not doing that. It's the same as what a dog wore pants. We're not doing that either. Alright, let's, let's come back to the game now. The, the, correct an- the correct answer is whichever way covers the wing wong. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but then we have to talk about where is the wing wong located on the centaur, and I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> do centaurs have one or two wing wongs? <laughs> and if so, can they choose which it, wing wong to use? Uh, and, and is it a, <laughs> And if they only have one, is it a human wing wong or a horse wing wong? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this stupid game. That's a little marginally less stupid than this. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Ape or Chloe, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. One second, my dog right. is sleeping and her tongue is sticking out and I have to pull on it. <laughs> do you want to oh. do the thing that I have planned for you or the thing that you have planned for you? Let's do the thing you have planned for me. Because I want to know what it is. Okay. I need to collect myself off of Wing Wong conversations. <laughs> So, Roxanne, 
you are chilling at the safe house. That's me. That's you. What are you what are you doing at the safe house as you chill out? Is this immediately after the previous uh, previous hunt? It, some sometime within like the like second, third, or fourth week of February. Okay. Anytime within that time frame. Uh, Roxanne ostensibly brought her uh, base to show off in practice, but actually is just kind of being a lazy house guest and hanging out. So she's not That's practicing fine. at all. You are not required to perform. I'd like to imagine that she that this has happened before and Roxanne's been like, hey, check out this bass I can totally play. And I don't yeah, know how that yeah. has actually turned out, but... I do have an important question before we move on to the meat of this. Huh? Have you allowed, have you allowed Milo into your lap? Absolutely. Especially because I'm yes. not playing the bass. Yes. Day two piercing damage Small more armor. Small needle cat time. I very carefully pet the needle cat. The small needle cat is extremely appreciative of attention. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, um I'm actually gonna like pull up the map of the safe house so you can get like a better idea of the geography as I'm explaining this. So you're you're in the living room, and um, like the living room connects to the dining room, which connects to the kitchen, and then attached to the dining room there is a uh, there's a door to like a small patio area that has uh, like a barbecue and a uh, like some uh, some herbs uh, just growing in little wicker baskets. All right, and it's it's walled in. And as you are sitting in the uh, sitting in the living room, you see a, a person fucking vault the wall into the patio just from outside, and it's someone you've never seen before. And they walk up to the doorway and start like trying to open it, but it's locked. Are um, is Magpie around or is Emery around? Yeah, uh, Magpie was in the living room with you, uh, just doing stuff on a computer that she hasn't enumerated to you, and Emery is most at home in the kitchen, and so they're they're making up lunch, and they both see this happen, and they, like, both drop into a sort of, like, we're being invaded mindset as, uh, and, like, Emery grabs their cane and like sort of gets you in, into a half defensive stance and Magpie is uh, like on standby ready to annihilate this person. <laughs> this isn't where I was expecting this to go. Well, this nope. isn't where I was expecting my day to go, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Milo and hop off the fucking couch. Yeah, Milo yells about it. Uh, as you get up and get a bit closer, uh, the a very familiar pressure starts to build between your eyes. Ah, uh, oh, okay. I have an idea what this might be. Uh, I'm gonna 
walk up to the, I assume, the sliding glass door right there uh, along the eastern wall right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to open the door and say, excuse me, can I help you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have guessed correctly. Uh, this is this is the one that you've probably seen the least often out of all of the messengers who come talk to you, because this is the emergency situation messenger. Oh, oh, great! Yeah, it, and you know it's always this one because they always take the same kind of body. It's always some like six and a half foot tall brick shit house of a person who winds up just, like, bulldozing into wherever you are to tell you to do something right the hell now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you know that it's it's definitely exactly who you think it is. And Magpie and Emery are panicking because you just opened the door to this huge person who's trying to break into their house. I'm going to look at both of them and say, I'll handle this. I know who this uh, is, and I'll handle this. Please trust me. And turn back to the big, huge guy, uh, person, and say, "What do you want?" Yeah, they uh, they like tilt their head for you to come outside. I'll follow them into the little uh, courtyard garden. Yeah, business. Uh, it's 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 basically a, a ground level patio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so uh, they they turned to you and said, "Okay, we've hit another divergent point. You have to go to Caltech right now and stand outside of the Anointed One's office until well, you'll know until when. But just go now." Ah. Uh, okay. You said this is like a ground. This is like an enclosed ground level patio. The the wall is maybe four feet high. All right, I'm just gonna yell. Sorry, watch my base for me, and I'm gonna hop the wall. That, that seems to be the correct response because the uh, the messenger hops the wall with you and sort of like follows you out out around the side of the house to the parking lot, and then there's that full body shake as the proper owner of the body comes back into the body. I'm not even going to stop and say anything. I'm just going to hop in my car and go. And uh, there's there's very... Actually, no. There's... As you pull onto the freeway to drive from Glendora to Pasadena, it seems like there's... Uh, like there's going to be some traffic, but then like a couple of police cars like rip out in front of you and start uh, like clearing the um, clearing the freeway and the one of them like gets behind you and as you look in the rear view mirror the, it's it's that guy again the same six foot tall brick shit house guy it's, it's a different brick shit house person but it's, it's no no it's the assholes mountain asshole oh, no God. mountain asshole works oh. at a car dealership he's not a cop Establish oh, this, Colin. He just acts like a cop. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, and so you you realize that you were like getting a police escort down the freeway. This is very unsubtle, but I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, so you can gun it down to Caltech and pull into the parking lot. 
and what do you do from there? Apparently they did this every time I needed to get somewhere. Uh, I realized that I have no fucking clue where Steiner's office is. I'm gonna run and I'm gonna find the visitor center. They've gotta have a visitor center, right? Or a directory? Uh, yeah. There's a, you know, you can walk into the sort of like, uh, like public relations building. Yeah. Um, where they handle non faculty, non students. Right. And, uh, I guess while this is happening, I'm going to fire off... A, uh, while I'm walking, I'm going to try and fire off a text to Steiner and ask him where his office is and say, I promise this isn't anything weird. This is a lie. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I guess I fire back a response question mark um, I like it better that Steiner is in the middle of a three hour lecture right now and doesn't get it okay, <laughs> okay. that would have been too easy anyway okay uh, yeah I'm just gonna go up to the uh, first counter I see and be like hi um, I hope you can help me with something a friend of mine is a professor here um, do you know where how where I could go to find out where Professor Steiner's office is. What department is that? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't fucking know, actually. Um, I'm going to take a swing in the dark and say, uh, engineering? <laughs> they tip tap on their computer real quick and, like, do some scrolling. And it's like, yeah, uh, engineering building. It's, uh, he's in class right now. Do you need to talk to him? Kind of. I just need to know where his office is. I'll meet him there when, cla- when he's done with class. All right, sure. Um, I don't want to interrupt, you know. These people pay to be here, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it's going to be... And I'm making this up because I don't have Caltech's campus structure memorized. So I'm going to say that's uh, Building 9, Room 218E. Building 9, room 218E? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, bye. I'm just gonna fucking run off. Alright, uh, there, there are, uh, like, maps of the campus sort of all over the place for visitors to check their positions on regularly, so it's not hard to find Building 9. Mm-hmm. You can get in and make your way up to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a room 218, and as you pop it open, there's like uh, a small office space, and then down a corridor, there's a bunch of rooms that you can assume are different uh, offices for very specific professors, and you can get down to uh, room E just fine. Okay. And they just said to stand outside until and I'll know when. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you you are waiting for a bit. It's like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then someone, uh, uh, a woman, rounds the corner and is checking the 
plates outside the doors and comes up to Steiner's door and she tries it and it's locked because he's not in there. Right. And she uh, steps back from it and then just like stands to wait outside of it. Hi. Are you waiting for uh, Professor Steiner too? Yeah, he's just uh, just waiting for his office hours. Oh, yeah, I think he's got like a class right now or something. I'm in one of his. Uh, I'm in one of his other classes. Right, right. Cool. Um, so yeah, just uh, we'll just wait for his office hours. Yeah. Awkward small talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roxanne. Yeah. I'd like you to roll me a read a bad situation. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, because That's of my tactical genius, I actually roll cool instead of sharp for reading oh, nice. that situation. Neat. Because Roxanne is very cool. Not that cool, apparently. Because <laughs> she rolled a five. Oh, no. Apparently, apparently, it doesn't help when you only roll three. So, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be cool when you're making small talk. Apparently. Uh, I mean, that is true. So you and this woman are just sort of waiting outside of the office together for the the minutes begin to drag on. And uh, so she turns to you and says, so what class do you have with him? Oh, um, you know, uh, basics of uh, material sciences or something like that. I didn't say something like that. (laughs) Intro to material science, the thing that I fucking roasted apes nuts over. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig it. Yeah. So she says, okay, how's that doing? Well, um, you know, not not amazing. I'm a little over my head, so I'm, uh, kind of waiting to be able to speak to the professor about something that I wasn't really understanding. Um, actually, I think Roxanne would be a perceptive enough person to notice this. Mm-hmm. Every time you call him professor, she flinches just a little bit. Uh-huh. So she is, she waits and waits and waits, and you both wait and wait and wait, and, uh, and she keeps, like, glancing at you and eventually she just like sighs in a huff and says well like I must have just gotten the time wrong I have another class to get you you uh you have a good one all right yeah you too I hope you uh, get whatever you need sorted out and she leaves I'm gonna give it a little bit I'm not gonna leave just immediately Maybe she's trying to psych me out. I don't know what's up with this chick. <laughs> you actually read that perfectly. You wait like 10 minutes and then you see her peek her head around the corner a little bit and then she leaves again. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Very good. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of committed. I don't really know how much longer Steiner is going to be. 
but this is kind of like <laughs> this has been really weird. I feel like I should tell him about this. So, um, so, uh, and this was the thing that I was possibly going to tell you with read about situation, but now that you're like out of the pressure situation, you have time to notice it uh, in in typical professorial manner. Steiner has his office hours posted outside of the door to his room. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> he doesn't have office hours today. Oh, God damn it. Uh, like, at all. Shit. Hooray! Well, I guess I'm going to have to try t- texting him again. Be like, hey, uh, don't ask why I was uh, hanging out outside your office, but there was a... Uh, a student question mark there is a que- she actually types out question mark with a question mark at the end um waiting for your office hours and you don't seem to have office hours today once again i promise this is not as weird as it sounds <laughs> is there something going on i don't think you're the one who gets to be the judge of that <laughs> i'm trying to do damage control <laughs> uh anyway I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, like, text him a description of this, of this chick. And, uh, anyway, you know how to get a hold of me when you read this. I'm and gonna... You, you, the messenger told you that you would just have a feeling when it was cool to leave, and you've got that feeling now. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. That was weird, and also extremely confusing. <laughs> yeah, I need to... I'm gonna have to talk to him about this. That's all there. W- that's all there is to that scene. Oh, I should also maybe text Emery and Magpie and apologize for that. <laughs> I mean, I presume you're just gonna go back to the safe house. Yeah, just I left my base there. You get there. Yeah. And also, I have to apologize to Milo. That's the most important part, after all. Oh, no. You are going to have to do so you much damage control. You have to apologize to Na- Milo. That's that important. As punishment, you must allow Milo to rub against your legs at least once. <laughs> it's okay. Roxanne has one armor to start with. She won't take any damage. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I like to think that we all took armor just so that we could pet the cat. <laughs> just all, saying. All of you were oddly prescient. <laughs> Let's be honest, Grant would have all pet right. the cat even without armor. True, yes. Just would have been a lot less reckless about it. <laughs> that magic shield nonsense he's got on all the time, he's just full palm petting that kitty. Yep. All right, Ape, do you want to do the thing I've got for you or the thing that you've got for you? Uh, let's do my thing first, because I think your thing is going to be more interesting. All right. Okay. So my thing is, uh, I'm going back to the Winter Court. Awesome. And I am bringing Butlerbot. Oh, my gosh. Which one is Butlerbot? Yeah, so... No, Butlerbot is a thing I've made just for them. I figure if I had, like, a couple... Di- I figure... 
I've been working on this off and on since I went to the Winter Court and they expressed interest in it. So think like the Johnny Five base, but you know, with just a regular old screen that can display, you know, little emojis and such. Like like in Moon. Have you ever seen Moon? Uh, no, don't think I have. Now there's a little robot that expresses itself through smiley faces on a screen. It's actually very endearing. But, um, yeah. And I've constructed a little solar-powered charger base that can charge a battery or butler bot himself. So, yeah, I'm going back to the Winter Court and I'm bringing butler bot. Can't see it, but I'm bouncing in my chair. I've been excited to have you go back to the Winter Court for forever. Aw. So, yeah. Winter Court. Alright, so you, uh... So I have to go over to Safe House and get uh, fucking, was it Chloe? Chloe. What? Yeah, or Magpie, sorry. I'm thinking I'm, I'm sorry. I have to go get Magpie to open up a door back to you know, the winter court. It has to be a little bit larger because I am hauling a bunch of crap with me. <laughs> is is the robot fully assembled? Um, He's in a couple pieces that I'm going to have to build and I'm also going to have to set up the solar panel thing. So I brought just kind of like a little little wagon or something with me that I've got it all in there with a bunch of tools and such. And how big is this thing exactly? Um, well, the solar panel thing would be about uh, nine feet tall, but it's like compacted down and folded up, but it's still... It's not huge, but it's like big enough to be awkward that I could not carry it all on its own. On its own. I mean, like fully assembled, how big is this robot? Um, oh, like I said, just Johnny Five, you know, from Short Circuit. I have seen Johnny Five. I don't have a reference for how tall he is. He, God, what was he? He's like, he's a ro- approximately a little bit smaller in the person. I think like a head. I think he's like five feet, isn't he? Five, six, somewhere in there. He's, he's roughly person size. It's okay. The, the biggest thing is like the tank treads that he rolls around on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, this one has split tank tread, so it can go upstairs. Cool. I figured that's going to come up. All right. Um, so yeah, you can you can get to the safe house and explain what you want to Magpie. She shuffles you into the garage, and uh, as she is redrawing the uh, specifics of the Winter Court sigil, the uh, the teleportation circle actually seems to have been like burned into the floor of the garage and she just fills in specific runes to go into specific courts. That's handy. Uh, and she explains as she does this that like she and Emery can come with you. Uh, it's up to you, but if they don't, uh, you are going to lose more time in the winter court. I don't see why you couldn't come. There's with- some kind of like weird temporal desynchronization between the two planes and she was only able to reduce it to 12 hours last time because she was there and able to synchronize with the the court attendant. Hmm. So if she's not there, you're going to get hit harder by the desync. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't come with me. This is just going to be a nice little social call. Uh, actually, I have a question. Do you ever worry about when you are uh, on the other side, someone coming along and erasing your uh, sigils here? Uh, it's the 
the circles aren't like linked to each other. Hmm. Ah, good to know. It's the, I, it's the the runes I put in here point them at the entry point to the winter court, and the runes in the winter court point the spell at this spot. So they're not linked to each other. Ah, good. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, I brought along this time proper winter clothing. Just okay. so we have that established. Uh, so, are you... I'm unclear. Are you asking Emery and Magpie to come with you? Yes. Yes, they can come with. Well, so they will do that. Three of you pile into the circle, and uh, this time Emery has remembered to bring sunglasses for all three of you. Excellent. So you can pop those on, and then the spell goes off, and you are not snow-blinded this time as you phase into the Feywilds. And Janai Arachnotois is there <laughs> waiting for you. Oh my god, I forgot about, about that name. <laughs> I didn't. I will never forget about Janai. I will never forget about Janai. <sighs> so she is waiting in the, uh, the visitor's square as is her job. As you come in, she perks up a little bit and claps her hands. Uh, does she greet me first, or should it, do I... I mean, that's her job, isn't it? If you want, if you, like, jump into the conversation faster than her, yeah, you can greet her first. I don't speak sign or doing that. Okay. I give her a wave, but that's... You know, I'm gonna be patient and wait for her to start. That's her job. She she was a little bit away. She seemed to actually be like working a little bit of magic to get the snow off of the path to the main courtyard. Hmm. Uh, just maybe magic a little of tele- snow shovel. Well, psychic snow shovel. Basically, it looks like some sort of telekinesis, just shoving the snow off the path. Andy, and she scuttles over to the circle where you're at and says, welcome back, welcome back. Hello, Miss uh, uh, Rachnatoas, was it? Yes, yes. Um, okay, I, I've completely forgotten how to pronounce the queen's name. Wenrein. Wenrein. Um, I'm actually here to see Miss uh, Queen Wenrein. Uh, I believe she expressed an interest in robotics the last time I was here, and I have brought her a gift. Oh, um... Would you like to talk to her, or would you like to talk to our court scientists? Uh, ideally both, but I believe the queen would be more prudent as this is a gift for her. That's fair. We can we can meet with her, and then if you want to see the scientists afterwards, that will oh, do that. I have plenty of time. And she will uh, escort you back down the promenade where you all were, uh partway down, Emery taps you on the shoulder and indicates that they and Magpie are going to break off and meet with some people and to just come find them when you're done. I will. Have a wonderful time. And then Shanai escorts you to the big, like, open-air throne room where Prince Lykar is absent. Uh, when Ryan is uh, sort of standing a few feet away from her throne in conversation with a minotaur, let's say. Hmm. Discussing the building of a labyrinth, I'm sure. You just didn't want to make it a centaur, so we didn't have to discuss centaur pants again. 
No, I was just reaching for a mythological <laughs> creature that wasn't an elf. Okay, fair enough. And the Mintar's like, can you build me a motorcycle? <laughs> I'm sure that's a reference to something that I don't get. It's because it's half the wheels of a car, and a Minotaur is not a centaur. Oh, okay, sure. What time of day is it in the Feywilds, roughly? Or at least uh, I mean, it's the winter court, so it's always, like, overcast and snowing slightly. That's, like, the default weather pattern of this quarter of this reality. Hmm. So you know that the solar panel's not going to be super great then. Well, it's it's not like dark overcast, but it is, you know, there is a haze between you and... I mean, uh, yeah, we did have to wear the sunglasses of voice because no blind. So I, yeah, there's, I assume there's enough light going around. Yeah. there There is enough sunlight that you will go snow blind here if you're not cautious. Okay. Or magic, apparently. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Simon, is it like morning, afternoon, what? What am I looking at? Uh, let's say we're in late morning. When we're in. So, uh, I don't want to interrupt her talk. I'm just going to stand to the side. Uh, I'm just going to park myself, I don't know, just out of the way and patiently wait. Once you actually like reach the throne room area, Shania announces your presence. Cool. And you and Wenrine make eye contact and she holds up two fingers. I nod and I just again move off to the side and patiently wait. Yeah, and uh, it is really only like two minutes before she dismisses the Minotaur. Walks on over to you and says Dr. Steiner, right? Yes. Okay. Dr. Steiner, it's lovely to see you again. The same, Your Majesty. I have brought you, uh, I believe you expressed interest in robotics last time I was here. I've brought you a gift I have built for you. It is, um, it's a little robot that will serve as a butler. One of the, um, the mechanical golems that don't run on magic that you mentioned. Yes. You built a, a, you built a servitor out of that. Yes. I have several of my own. Uh, I use them to, you know, prepare myself food and keep my lab tidy. I figured you would be interested in one as well. Absolutely, I would. Is it here? It needs a bit of assembly. It's, um, I gesture to the little wagon. It's back there, along with the um, power source I built for you. Do you need laboratory space to get it assembled, or can you do that here? Uh, I have brought my own tools. Uh, I just need, um, I need a place to place this, uh, it's a, it's a solar panel. It is basically it converts sunlight into uh, electricity. Uh, it is uh, what's going to recharge the robot. I just need a open area to place that in. And the robot is already assembled. I just need to put a few pieces back into place. He is uh, in transport mode, more or less. Would you like to watch? Absolutely, I would. Uh, would you mind if I called some people out here? Oh, no, no, that's fine. Mozamaria. Um, so she walks off down one of the, like, smaller corridors leading off the throne room, and she's gone for uh, maybe like ten minutes. 
Can I make and chit chat she... with the Minotaur? You can absolutely do that. Uh, hello. <laughs> I don't feel like doing a voice right now, but uh, imagine his voice is extremely deep and gruff. <laughs> okay. Greetings. Hello. Uh, I am uh, Dr. Steiner. Who, um, may I ask your name? God damn it. I'm so bad with fantasy names. I'm so good with normal people names. Equiquad. <laughs> he doesn't have four legs. But we all have four legs. Karam. His name is Karam. K-A-R-A-M. Karam. Oh, yeah, so... Awkward small talk for ten minutes, I guess, yeah. Between a Minotaur and, um... Roboticist. <laughs> sure. Uh, he has no interest in robotics, and instead seems to be much more into masonry. Hmm. I have no interest in masonry. <laughs> so, yeah. Very awkward small talk. Okay, uh, so, you know, about ten minutes later, uh, the queen re-enters the uh, throne room slash courtyard area where you're at, and she has a pair of uh, women behind her. Uh, they are both wearing, like, Earth-style lab coats. <laughs> might be a surprise to you. Apparently the dork-ass scientist look is universal. So the uh, the the smaller of the two women... Uh, so the most immediately noticeable thing about her is that she has, like, big pink heart-shaped sunglasses. Excellent. And then, and like, as she gets closer, something about her starts to wig you out, and it isn't until she gets, like, with like right up within conversation range that you realize that her lab coat isn't made out of cloth it's actually this like quietly roiling collection of of white snakes that are all like intertwined with each other and her hair is similarly made of just like black snakes that are all coiled around each other okay alright well uh, I have to say the snake based clothing isn't gonna I don't think that's going to catch on over here, but more power to you. Okay, uh, I just I give her a greeting. And the uh, the the larger, the taller of the two is um, she's mostly human looking, except she has like big floppy rabbit ears off the side of her head. Adorable. And she has like so, sort of rabbit paws her hands and sort of has a rabbit nose. Again, I give a hearty hello. Yes, and so uh, is this just a Vera from Final Fantasy XIV? I have no idea what that is. I've never played or seen anything from Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. They're rabbit people. Okay, sure. But they have they have like inbuilt heels in their feet because I guess anime. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Uh, her ears aren't, like, sticking straight up. They're the kind of, like, um... Like floppy doors. Yeah, like the big, the big round floppy ones that, like, coming off the side. Okay, so Medusa and uh, Lagomorph. How the fuck did you read my GM notes? That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's literally what I have them labeled as. <laughs> Medusa and Lagomorph. 
technically Gorgon, but uh, right. Uh, so when Ryan motions to first the Lagomorph Lagomorph woman and says, uh, "This is Kiyosaki, our head our head court scientist and uh, head assistant Mihebi. She that's the Gorgon that she motions to. Um, it'd be appropriate to give a slight bow or just. What is the appropriate greeting here? I, I mean, they're I, not they're not royals, so... I just give... Be as respectful as you want to be to a pair of fellow scientists. Okay. Uh, I just give them both a small wave and a nod, I guess. Mihevi seems to be, like, half asleep, which you might gather is because she's a snake person in the cold. Mm-hmm. But Soggy is just a bundle of energy, and she looks super excited to see all of this. Uh, well, um, I'm sure you are quite eager to um, get right to it, as we would say. Oh, as soon as the Queen told us about uh, a scientist from the... I guess I should stick to canon here and say, as soon as she told us about a scientist from Britain who worked with technology coming over and showing interest, we were super, super excited to have you over. Yes, but I have, uh, as I as I explained, I have brought a, a mechanical, uh, I suppose, butler. He, I believe you call it the servitor. Yes, yes. For the, uh, when we make golems for service for uh, personal services, it's we we call them servitors. Well, um, this is one of our own uh, little creations. It uh, works without magic. I will, I, I happily to explain, and by you and by me, I mean you. You're the one who actually knows this shit. <laughs> Happy to explain and demonstrate how it works. It's um quite complicated, but I believe I can get you to the basics. Yeah, I will not require you to do that. I will not require you to explain robotics. This is called a fuse. Oh. It makes electricity <laughs> not destroy battery. Yeah. Robotics or solar panels. I'm not going to ask you to explain either of those in character. Do you want to know how robotics and solar panels work, kids? Fucking look it up. You're on the internet. It's all on Wikipedia. Probably. Some of it's on Wikipedia. (sighs) Okay. They, all three of them uh, are, like, pay super close attention to every single stage of it. Right. I already charge the dang thing before we got out here so he's not going to have to sit on the solar panel for like a day. Yep. So we get them all set up and prepped and ready. Um, Alright, so um, you press this button to start him. Uh, he responds to voice commands and if you want to shut him down, you hold it for three seconds. So he turns on and the little screen flickers on. It's got a little happy face on it. The you know classic little yellow happy face. And he's going through the motions of starting up. He's making... He's running the diagnostics, making sure that everything functions correctly. And then after a couple seconds, he turns his face to me and he says in the computer-generated voice, Hello, I am ButlerBot. How may I serve you? So as soon as this happened, uh, Saki puts her hands to her mouth and fucking squeals. I didn't catch that. Could you repeat it? She is so excited. So I have a program to respond to basic voice commands. Um, he was going to have to learn his surroundings. He will. He has an adaptive learning AI. He will. Basically, he's going to bump into things a little bit while he's learning the area. Once he uh, 
you will learn where things are, where things are kept, where, you know, stairs and such are. Uh, he's going to be a little awkward on stairs, but he should be able to deal with them. But uh, once, like anything else, he's going to have to learn his job. But um, once he does, he should be a very capable assistant. Mihevi uh, sort of like slumps down a bit to stare at him, and then she looks at you and says, Is it okay if we take it apart sometimes? Um, assuming you can put him together, I mean, he's not a person. He's not going to hurt him or anything. It's just try not to damage him. Because if you damage him, I have to come back here and fix him, I suppose. But, uh, again, um, take him apart, whatever you want with him. He's yours to... He's a, he's a gift. The fact that Steiner said it, he sh- that it, it shouldn't hurt him makes me think that he, the first robot he ever built, he explicitly built the ability to feel pain in it. Whoops, that was a mistake. <laughs> Why would you build me to b- feel pain, Father? Why did I build it to be able to scream? <laughs> so with with your assurance that she can in fact take it apart she smiles and slowly nods at you and turns back to it and says cool okay. uh yeah i assume i brought like di- diagnostics the instructions the blueprints and like basic maintenance i don't know how it i don't know what they have over here but i assume they can like oil some shit and stuff i don't know but, uh, Grease is not a difficult thing to fabricate. Yeah. They help you set up the the solar panel. Uh, they they manage to find like a nice spot, uh, a nice little like unused uh, section of courtyard that doesn't have a whole lot of trees or bushes around it. So it sees the sky all the time and they help you set it up there. Uh, this is a spare battery. Um, it will stay in the charger, and you swap them out as needed. He can dock himself with the charger if he needs to, but um, you should be able to just swap out the battery whenever needed. Um, I advise not taking this apart and poking around in it. It can explode if mishandled. Me uh, <laughs> heavy takes the battery from you and looks at it and says... This will explode if I take it apart. Uh, the power source in it um, can become quite reactive if exposed to moisture. So, uh, again, not recommended. Awesome. I feel like I've made a mistake. <laughs> Please do not explode the court with something from my inventions. I, I feel like that would not go over well. I'll do my level best not to blow up anything important. If you want more battery technology, I can show you how it works. It's it's actually more simple than you would think, but still, the particular material, again, will react quite poorly to moisture. Is that is that what lithium does, or is that, is that just air exposure? Sagan? Lithium. Is lithium lithium explodes? It's reactive to moisture, right? It starts smoking I and don't know. burning. I think that's moisture. I don't think it's just in general air contact. I'm pretty sure it's moisture. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's well, why the Teslas are kind of lithium, fucking exploding. Remember the batteries. Ex- okay, so as 
let me see how how far into the uh, search results do I have to go? Will lithium be okay? Will lithium be uh, auto completes to will lithium batteries explode in water? So there you go. <laughs> lithium will ignite and burn in oxygen when exposed to water or water vapors. Oh yes. yep. When guess what? There's a lot of around in the winter. Yeah. Air and water. Okay, um, I should note throughout like this entire battery conversation, me heavy is like slumped over on top of Soggy, and you can sort of suss out her being a reptile. She's using her as a fucking heat rock. Do you not? I am assuming you keep the lab at a high hot temperature for her. Um. Oh, it's plenty hot down in the lab. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Would you like us to move to the lab so she is more comfortable? It's fine. She's she's just going to be a little bit sleepy while she's out here, and she pats her on the head. Oh, uh, very well. All right, so um, I'm basically going. Uh, so it's I've got Butler Bot, and I'm we brought him to like I guess the royal kitchens, and I'm just giving him voice commands so that he learns where things are kept in the kitchens, and go over this for a little while. And then I give him a drink tray, and I put a couple drinks on it, and I tell it to bring the drinks to Queen Wine... Was it Wine Ren? I, I keep forgetting. Wenrein. Wenrein. Thank you. You got, you got your vowel sounds reversed. Okay, so yeah, I instruct the robot, I instruct Buckler Bot to bring the drinks to the Queen. Let me think here. Do I want to have this be a roll? How I, well did Steiner build his robot? Steiner knows his shit. Come on. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. This is this is your field. I literally have a good. plus one to robotics. That's a thing. Yeah. Was, when you, you are, are displayed, it. when dealing with a role involving your speciality, gain plus one ongoing. Or, I that's cybernetic augmentation, but close enough. I gotta remember to bring that in at some point. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, you you built a functioning ass robot, so it's. Yeah, I have multiple. You said it's. Lab. You said it's on treads, right? It's on two sets of treads. Like, um, again, Johnny Five, but like, instead of the two big sets of treads, it's two smaller sets so that it can move them up and down stairs as needed. You ever seen one of those wheelchairs that goes up and down stairs? So cool. It's Is it like two that. by two? Yes. Okay. There's like four treads that can move independently. Yeah. Okay. I can picture it. All right. So, Butler bought treads over to the queen and offers the tray of drinks and she like oh she takes the drinks excellent like I said it will take um, a bit of time to learn people and associate names and faces and learn the basically the layout of the uh, court but it uh, like I said it will adapt and learn just as well more or less just like a person would all three of them are super excited and the queen says, oh, this is oh, this is absolutely amazing, doctor. Thank you so much for this. Oh, it is no problem. It is, uh, I quite enjoy making them. And of, of course, if you have anything you want to ask of us, please don't hesitate. Okay, so last time I was here, she mentioned something I do want to see how they... Uh, I'd like to see how your golems operate, actually, if that's not a problem. 
Oh, absolutely not. And uh, you have the two best people here to show you. And she motions to the the two big name court scientists who've been following you around all day. Uh, uh, uh stay here. Uh, stay in standby, please. Butlerbot's like, yes, sir. Does it tread over to a corner and just chill out for a bit? More or less, yeah. So, um, when Ryan indicates that she's going to stay up here, uh, some people have shown up that she needs to talk to, but uh, the two scientists will lead you back to the official court, uh, the official winter court science laboratory. Awesome, awesome. I assume it's quite warm in here, so I'm going to take my jacket off. Yeah, you come. You pass through a series of doors, and at one point you can feel it start to heat up. As you get in, uh, it's it's pretty spacious. It might actually be the most spacious laboratory you've ever worked in. Uh, and there's... It's obviously not just the two of them running this operation. There's like, I don't know, 12 other people here just working on uh, various projects out in the different tables and corners of this laboratory. Alright, so I'd look around. So, I guess I'm just following them? Yeah, you had said you wanted to see uh, Golem technology, so that's where they're they're headed. Okay, yeah, I'm just looking around as we go. Yeah, there's uh, there's some people who seem to be doing, like, mathematics, but with magical sigils. Uh, mathematics? I didn't want to say mathematical calculations, but yes, literally what's happening here. <laughs> um, you should know I will never chan- turn up a chance for a stupid pun. There's uh, like three people who are just sort of like bent over a sword, just like staring at it, and their eyes are all glowing. Uh, like literally glowing, or... Yes, like literally their eyes are glowing. They're doing some sort of sight-based magic that you is that the sword from don't Thundercats? really understand. <laughs> it is not the sword from Thundercats. Okay. The sword of omens? <laughs> it is not the sword of omens. Giving them sight beyond sight. No, they're not they're not holding the sword. The sword is down on the table and they're all just examining it with some sort of magical seeing spell. Okay. But uh, Sagi and Mihebi, who has perked up quite a bit since getting down here, uh, leads you off into uh, not quite a corner and not quite the back of the room, but it's uh, it's a little bit squirreled away, the, uh, the golem station. And there's actually... Uh, they're a lot smaller than you might have expected. Uh, there's a bunch of, like... Uh, clay they're they're human-ish and they're maybe like three feet tall and they're like sitting on a work table uh, just sort of inanimate like porcelain dolls almost hmm okay Uh, I'm want to examine them but I'm not going to touch anything just kind of get a good look at them a good look at stuff yeah so uh Soggy actually picks one of them up 
and unscrews the top half of this three foot tall clay doll and pops it open and then reverses it so you can see the division and there's just this like it's it's an incredibly complex uh, series of magical circles just all intersecting with each other she says okay so we've got about six circles in this one Uh, we're trying to figure out how to make them more compact so we can put more of them into a single doll Uh, we've got we've got uh, three different kinds of movement spells in here we have commands we have speech uh, and we have a little tiny bit of basic spell casting it's nothing too complex, nothing more than just like a child's fireball, but it's where this is like the most advanced thing we've managed to do. This was an incredible discovery, managing to make a golem that could actually cast magic a little bit. Oh. Uh, and uh, post all time Grant is, of course, at rapt attention because it's basically an entirely different type of robotics that he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. So, see, uh, circles are more or less analogous to circuit boards that we use. Wonderful. Fascinating. And she uh, unrolls like a, a bunch of scrolls that were sitting on the workbench and uh, they are different circles and if you like closely look at them and look back to the half the golem that she's laid out on the table with the circles facing you, you can see, okay, so this is this one and this is this one and the symbol's coming off of this one and you can sort of see how they're intersecting with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So it's it is it's it is very much sort of like they fused six circuit boards into a single object. Okay. Yeah. So I can just kind of ascertain which one, like this particular one here. This is what move enables it to move. This is what uh, lets it do magic. Yeah, she'll, she'll point it out, actually. She'll she'll point it out. It's like, okay, so this one is in charge of basic ambulation. This one is, is in charge of gross motor movement. This one is, is is in charge of fine motor movement. So I see that, uh, okay, so everything has, so you have discrete functions for fine motor control and ah, okay. Um, may I ask what the particular reason for that is? So trying to put too many things in one circle tends to make them unstable. It's much, much easier to make them to make multiple circles and have them overlap. Okay. So having them in the same we, we tried to, overloads. Them. Yeah, we tried to put we tried to put gross motor control and fine motor control in the same uh, circle, but it tended to actually reverse them, and we couldn't figure out a good way to separate them out within the confines of the single circle. So we had to keep them to two separate ones. So essentially, they um, are just kind of fighting each other, I suppose. Yeah, if you stack if you stack too many too com- if you stack too many complicated things into a single field, they they start fighting with each other. Yes, that's uh, that tends to be the case in a lot of things, isn't it? Steiner has a little chuckle to himself, I suppose. Um, so if they are in separate circles, how do they still uh, communicate with each other? Because I assume you have to have the fine motor control and the gross motor talk to each other at least a little bit. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely do. And we have, and she points to like little circles around the outside of the greater circle. Uh, and the, the symbols inside of them seem to loop back into the greater structure. I see, I see. So, so these... 
These are junction points. We use them to have different spells interact with each other. All right. And all of these spells, um, do they go through a central kind of chain of command that relates to the golem itself, or are they all... I'm a little bit overwhelmed, actually. <laughs> you will forgive me. I, I, you absolutely don't have to worry about that. I'm sure if we asked you to disassemble the robot you just gave us and explain everything, we would be here for days. <laughs> yes. Yes, we probably would. It's quite complex. So, uh, is there um, a circle that just basically commands the rest of them with, like, analogous... Analogous... An, anal- Analogous. Analogous. Analogous, okay, I'm just saying it right. Analogous to, um, I suppose, the brain? Or? And she, uh, she picks the, the top half of the clay doll up and unscrews the top half of the head. Okay. And. Uh, it's a little bit creepy, again, flips, flips it over so you can see the underside of it, and there is another circle in there, and. It is even more complex than the one that is in the body, controlling all of the movement and the speech and a little bit of spell casting. I see. So this would uh, be analogous to the central processing unit that uh, our robotics use. I see. Hmm. Yeah, we have a junction inside of the center of the golem that is constantly running instructions between the I guess brain up here and the body down there. I see. Hmm. Um. So, uh, struggling to think of questions to ask, actually. Um. Let's see. I mean, I don't, I don't want to rush you here, ape, but we don't want to have this scene go on for. Uh, we could just like say that. Let's just hand wave and say we have a good talk about this. For a while. Yep. I don't want to. Yeah, we are kind of eating up time, and you still have stuff you want to get to. So yeah. So we just like stay down there, and we talk, and we. Just, I learn a few things. Da da da. Screen wipe. Screen wipe. Do you ask to take anything home? Um. Hmm. It's a good question. I think Steiner would want to, but he feel like it would be rude to ask. I mean, you literally just gave them gifts. Um, I, I want to experiment with. I, I mean, I know, I know, literally, but want to like kind of mess with stuff anyway. Um. Would there be, like, a way that I could have, like, one of these circles that I could mess with and see if I can animate robot in my world with it? Uh, so, I guess you, you basically ask the two of them if there is any sort of way you can take the prints of the circles home with you. Right, yeah. And, uh, now, me heavy says, yeah, we got, uh, tons of prints. We... Just, you know, you wouldn't have just you wouldn't want to have just one reference of anything. We can give you some of the extras. That what do you mean? want? Um, I just want to make something move. Um, I just want to try making something move via magic rather than the methods we use. 
Um, just, I guess, um, basic emulatory and fine motor control, I suppose. Alright. Uh, and she ducks off into uh, what seems to be like a small library and sorts through a couple of shelves and pulls down a scroll, pulls down a scroll, pulls down a scroll, and comes on back and hands them off to you. Wonderful. Uh, what mat- is the material that you uh, imprint these on? Is it important, or can it be... Is it Does it have to be a specific type of clay, or... Not especially. So long as you get the circles right, magic will basically work itself. Fascinating. You just gotta tell it that it's doing magic in the first place. You gotta put some kind of spark in it to turn it on. But once you turn it on for the first time, it's good. Uh, when you say spark, do you mean literal or just a spark of magic? Just any sort of little magic you can put into it will be enough. Hmm. Well, I do know a few magical people. I suppose we can... Yes, this will be quite sufficient. I thank you very much for your time and um, the designs. Look forward to experimenting with them. I hope you have fun with the robot. Try not to break it too badly. Oh, uh, I'm not going to break it, but I am going to absolutely take it apart. All right. Well, if you need help putting it back together, um, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure how you can reach me. Uh, we got ways to talk to your side. Uh, Don't worry about it. That'll do, I suppose. This has been quite entertaining. I have had a wonderful time. I hope you, uh, again, enjoy experimenting with the robotics. And again, remember that it does run on electricity, so try not to electrocute yourself. Just remember to discharge any electricity before you go poking around in there. Uh, they both nod their heads at you. Okay, and I guess we head out. Yeah, you can head out. You can touch base with the queen to tell her, hey, that was cool. I'm leaving now. I have had a quite wonderful time, and I hope you enjoy your gift. Um, But I do have to be getting home. That I'm not quite sure how much time has passed in my will, but it's probably getting uh, late. So I'm going to go find Emery and... um, magpie and be heading home it is again it has been a wonderful time here Uh, i have had a wonderful time here and i thank you for your hospitality you are uh you are reassured that you are welcome to come back anytime uh emery and magpie are still in the courtyard they whatever sort of conversations they were having you can surmise ended at some point now they're just hanging out with each other as soon as you motion that you're ready to go, they both get up and go on back to the pavilion. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you weren't waiting for me. I just... So many fascinating things. I'm very excited to learn and try to apply these to well, my own little brand of robotics. Very interesting. I have something analogous to a CPU. Which I'm rambling. <laughs> no, the... They are. They both look like kind of pleased at the rambling because this is maybe the most animated they've seen you to date, and it's kind of cool to see. Well, I again, I hope you weren't waiting on me for too long. No, they were. They were both fine. Uh, in your absence, they found things to do. So you both uh, get to the courtyard. Uh, Shanai is there still. And she. 
syncs up whatever sort of spell she is syncing up with Magpie, and you all get teleported back. You were there for about four hours in, uh, on Earth time. That was about eight. Okay. Yeah, so most of a day. Mm-hmm. It's probably about... Oof, I don't know when we left. Uh, yeah, it's probably getting late. I mean, like, Phil, um, I'm going to go... You are, you are offered to stay for dinner? Well, I, I may as well. It's... I have not, uh... I usually eat alone, but it's always nice to have some company. Uh, may I help you with uh, dinner, or...? Yeah, they, uh... Emery is uh, happy to have some extra hands in the kitchen. You two make up a pretty nice pasta dish. Yay! Okay, so yeah. Wonderful. You have a nice dinner, and then... Eh. This has gone on quite long enough. Let's just end the scene. Yeah, that's what we're going to call that. <sighs> All right, Colin, let's do the thing that you had planned for Grant. Okay. Uh, well, you know, last time I had a thing that I had pl- planned for Grant... I ran into an old friend, so uh, I'm going to go hang out with John. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I would like to note that uh, the Feywilds handout has been updated uh, with our, okay. our two new uh, named characters. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, John Zhang. Turns out he isn't actually living too, too far from where you are. He's posted up in a quiet little corner of Chinatown. It's a pretty small right. apartment. It's just a, just a one bedroom with like a slightly larger than average living room. Yeah, he doesn't have that sweet Crimson Raven money coming in to pay for a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. And all, all right. the IKEA furniture he could ever want. Yeah, don't forget. Well, I mean, it's not like it's exactly high living IKEA furniture, but yes. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll arrive. I'll I'll bring over, you know, something that he that I remember him uh, liking that he drinks, and I'll I'll bring that over and I'll knock on his door. Yeah, it uh, it takes a minute. But I, you know, I assumed that you'd call them to say, "Hey, I'm coming over." Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't just show up on the NASA and be like, "Hey, fucker, I brought you that imperial." Like, I don't know. Depending on your relationship, when you were both students under the same guy, that might be the nah. kind of thing you do. Nah, nah. I'll, uh, it's been, it's been a while since we've seen each other, so I will keep it. You know, I'll keep the visits as a warning for now. It might eventually just come down to, you know, eventually just showing up at each other's place out of the bloom being like, hey! Hey, entertain me. Yeah. I can take it. But no, so, yeah. I, I, I would have called ahead of time. Yeah, so he pops open the door and, you know, waves you inside. Yeah, I come in and I'm like, I, I brought the beer that you like. <laughs> well, that's a great way to say that. <laughs> Beat! Boom! 
Hello, I'm tired, okay? Hello, fe fellow drinkers. I'm, f I'm fucking tired and I don't drink, so get off my dick. <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock where I am and I didn't sleep well last night, so fuck off, every one of you. Hey, that was the original yeah. ending of, ta of uh, Christmas Carol, by the way. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I guess I sit down, like, I guess I put it in his fridge or set it down on his table or something. I mean, if you brought him stuff to drink, he's gonna drink it. Yeah, so I'll put it on the on the table. So he'll, uh, still flop down in his, on his sofa and say, so, what's, uh, what's good, Grant? How's uh, tricks? It's going pretty good, actually. Uh, helped out some new I guess you could say that they're friends kind of helped them out um, with what? that's a real uh, sus way to put that Grant I'm not gonna lie uh, don't worry about it now see I've, would know, I've, he, I've he, known he, you he long know. enough <laughs> I've known you long enough to know that when you say don't worry about it it's not good news Please tell me what I don't need to worry about, Grant. Uh, you don't need to worry about somebody having knocked out the power to a block of LA. That's fine. Everything's fine. And why did you do that again? Don't it worry about it. definitely wasn't to commit a federal crime. That, and like, he knows... He would know enough where, like, if he pushes me and I'm still saying, don't worry about it, I'm probably not going to say what the actual reason is. He, sh he shrugs and he says, <laughs> one of these days, I am going to break you of all this cagey bullshit you're so into, and you will just learn to tell people things, and the, the world at large will be a happier place, Grant. Uh, yeah, but until then, don't worry about it. <laughs> so what are you up to? What brings you to, like, fucking L.A.? <sighs> Honestly, I just kind of got tired of how fucking cold it is in New York all the time. That's what gives it its charm. Yeah, it's like, why is it, why is it 60 degrees in February? Come on! It feels good, though. I like it. I like how hot it is out here. Yeah. And it shakes all the time. Why is it? Sh why are there so many goddamn earthquakes? Why would anybody build a city on a fault line? I mean, I don't know why anybody would <laughs> build a city on a fault line. You'd have to go back. <laughs> I don't know how many hundreds of years to find that one out. Oh uh, yeah, I'd have to ask John Los Angeles why he built his city <laughs> Los Angeles on a fault line. I'm sure he did it hey, on John, purpose. why'd you build your city on the shaky ground? <laughs> there's plenty of not shaky ground over there. And like, yeah, there's more earthquakes than usual nowadays, but it's... Yeah, um, yeah, that's the second time I've heard somebody say that. What the fuck? People aren't actually concerned about that? I mean, it's, it's fucking California, man. It's... We get earthquakes a lot. I mean, so there's more of them this year. Oh, 
shrug. He says the word shrug, but doesn't actually yeah. shrug. No, no, that's the thing that Grant would actually do as well. He's, and then he's like, sort of like, breaks eye contact with you and looks off to the side and says, <sighs> Also, I kind of felt like I was stagnating over in New York. Like, I just wasn't getting any better over there. I needed a change of scenery. Eh, I can see that. I've never really been super interested in gaining all the power in the world unlike some fucking shitty wizards do. I'm kind of content at the level that I'm at, so... I mean, you say that, but there was that one time, and he, like, really emphatically gestures at you. Uh... Listen. Listen, there was that one time, but uh, then again, I... I stopped where I was. To be fair, I could have gone a lot more, and I didn't. I'm fine where I am. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can't wait to see how long that lasts. Uh, well, I mean, considering how long some wizards can last, you'll be looking at a fairly long time, I think. Yeah, sure. I wonder how many years it'll be before you decide to, I don't know, piss off the fall court this time? Which one is it going to be? Nah, nah. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to do it again, I promise. It's like, legitimately, I do not want any more power. I'm perfectly happy where I am. I hope you won't take offense if I don't believe him until I see it. Well, I, you're seeing it right now! Like, you, look, up, like... Uh, fucking Christ. You're just mad because I got the sword. I am a little mad that you got the sword. <laughs> How is the sword? Are you keeping the sword sharp? It's, yeah, I'm keeping the sword sharp. Uh, like, I... I don't have it on me. I don't typically bring the sword with me on non-bird uh, jobs, but... Like, why am I talking quite... I don't bring you the don't sword... You don't gotta with, use euphemisms in my house, pal. No, no, I don't. I, I don't bring the sword with me when I'm not running favors for the ravens, but yeah, I'm keeping the sword fine. I mean, it's L.A., so people care about people being weird about as much as they do in New York. What are you talking about? Nobody gives a shit about anything in New York. Yes, correct. (laughs) You could literally walk around with that thing strapped to your hip and you would maybe get one person giving you the stink eye. Then I just explain I'm a cosplayer, like I do with the wand. No, the stink eye was all you would get. They wouldn't even talk to you about it. It's fucking nobody... Nobody gives a shit. It's a big city. It's full of weirdos. This is a universal constant. Yeah. Surprise, you're one of those weirdos now. He's always been that weirdo. I've always been that weirdo. Have you seen how I dress? (laughs) I wish I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, like, the sword's good. Uh, I've been... I actually used it against, um... No, I actually didn't use it against the Dybbuk. Um... Did I use it against the fucking... You did use it on the lizards. I did use... 
And it's like, yeah, the um, it actually came in handy a couple uh, weeks earlier, earlier in the month. When I like when I first came over, it came in handy. Um, there were some lizards based off of the uh, based off the elemental table, and turns out, you know, since metal's one of them, came in real big handy there. I still can't get over the idea of you fighting anything ever. I charge extra. Like, a lot extra. You told me that, but it's it's such a comedic image in my mind. Apparently, I'm pretty good at it, considering I've gotten into three of those things these things since I came over here and I'm still alive. That's probably... Well, okay, you being alive is is not nothing, but three of them since you got here is really just LA being LA. Actually, none of them have been in LA proper. Like, one of them was in Pasadena, the other one was, like, up near Santa Monica. Wait... Out of character. Is Long Beach technically part of L.A.? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's part of L.A. County. Okay. Um, was one that. of them was down... The, the most recent one was down in, uh... Was down in Long Beach? Fucking, like, Dybbuk, man. It was a Dybbuk. Do you know what a Dybbuk is? Uh... Like the... Like the thing from... Like... Jewish mythology? That thing? Yeah, yeah. Fought one of those. It was a serial killer possessing guys to ser- keep... Uh, I, I should note, for the official record, all three of the hunts so far has have been within Los Angeles County. Okay. Still, though, like, he, he would consider, like, just the city to be LA. He wouldn't know about the county. Sure, sure. We're just walking around California, right. pointing at cities. That's LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's LA. Roxanne begging him to stop. He points at a different city. That's LA. <laughs> points at Roxanne. That's LA. <laughs> it's true. I am LA. Yeah, like I don't know, man. I this this place isn't for me. I think I just <sighs> just kind of. Give yourself some time to get used to it. You've been I mean, here, like, guess, but, what, a month and a day or something? I guess, but, like, at the same time, I miss home, you know? Well, I mean, I guess, technically speaking, nothing's stopping you from going back. Yeah, well, I mean, technically not, but also, I don't want to see how Mad Way is. Yeah, Way is probably gonna push your shit in the next time he sees you. Uh, yeah, which is why I'm hiding for six months to a year. Give him time to cool off. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how lo- how well that works. Probably won't do. Probably won't work that great, but. You know, there's always hope. Sure, sure. Hope springs eternal in the field of furious wizards. Yeah. Also, when I go back, I am not, like, as convenient as it was to just be able to walk to Times Square to do my work. I am not 
getting someplace that close to Times Square again, I could not get a lick of sleep on New, like New Year's Eve, even if I wanted to try. That like <sighs> fucking tourists, man. He leans into you and says, "Why don't you just go live in the suburbs? It's no. nice and quiet in the suburbs." Don't you, Grant. don't you fucking, don't you fucking dare. I'll go to Greenwich. I won't go to like I'll fucking move to Brooklyn before I go live in the suburbs. He just leans back and laughs to himself at your expense. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It's just I. I think I'm just too much of a New York rat. Like this is the longest I've ever spent away from the city at w- in one sitting. Like there was a couple field trips up north that I took in when I was in school, and then like the family would go down south. The like I don't know. That's I was trying to remember in like out of character where I. That's right. Uh, we would occasionally go down south to West Virginia for like vacations and stuff, but like I was never gone for this long. He shrugs and like leans uh, down on the couch he's sitting on and puts his hand behind hands behind his head and says, "Eh, I mean, once once you get used to the heat, uh, I bet I, I will be- never get used to the heat. I bet you're gonna like it here." How hot does it get here during the summer? I bet it is a number that I cannot even fathom. See, it wasn't getting quite that hot in 2012 yet, so I think I want to say... Yeah, so we're maxing out at around, like... I don't know, like 105 in August? That is quite a number. He shrugs and he says, you know, you'll, you'll learn to live with it. And, you know, I bet you. I bet you if you spend a year here, you'll like it here. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, th- I don't think that... No. Can I reference uh, fucking Eleanor yet? I think Eleanor would come out by now. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it had. Uh, I go... Hmm. As Eleanor says, uh, doubt. I can't believe Brant is referencing a police officer. How the mighty have fallen. A, mon- a locker materializes and he's shoved into it. Yeah. Fucking. But like, yeah, I, I seriously doubt, doubt it. But uh, trying to find what exactly the weather was like in New York City in 2012. Oh, let's see here. Got like high nineties, apparently. So it's not that much hotter. Yeah, it's you know, it looked like I- it averaged around like the eighties though. So it's like goddamn hot. Like really that? Uh, well, at least it doesn't change that much. Casting my vision in the fut into the future, it'll be a hundred and seventeen in August in twenty nineteen. <laughs> I didn't know you were a fortune teller. No. <laughs> so he says, eh. I, stay, I still think you'll learn to like it. You know, you, you gotta get out and enjoy the city. There's, there's so much food over here. I know you like food. You're gonna like the food here. Do you like food, but the pizza sucks. You've, what pizza have you had here? 
I'd list several places. I'm pretty sure Grant would have had more than just the one place in the month that he's been here with as much as he likes pizza. Uh, although, uh, he will he will admit that he's like, didn't make a strong first impression, considering the place he first ate at. So he, he waves, John waves his hand and says, okay, well, if you can sh- get your tiny baby palette over the pizza for just a second, like there's, <laughs> there's so much like incredible Mexican food here. There's so much like sushi and ramen and it, it, he, he's like, he's, he's losing his words as he's like gesturing with his hands. <laughs> just like. He, he is he is suffering an overload trying to explain how much food there is here, and that's before you get all to, you get to all the weird places. There's this place I've been meaning to go to. We should go sometime. There's this place in L.A. called Mike and Olives. They have this. It's 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 garlic. It's they they get dough, and they they uh-huh. have they have uh, cloves of garlic, and they marinate them, and they just pour the whole thing onto the dough and they wrap it up so it looks like a garlic bulb and then they lightly fry it and I've been wanting to try it forever. That actually does sound really good. That sounds fucking amazing. And I'm hungry. Yeah. Like, like this, this is a real like place that in I... And out of yeah, this is a real place that I, I want to go to. It's so like 30 at yes. night here and I'm just really hungry again. Fuck you. <laughs> I think there's some shawarma left in the fridge. Uh, but yeah, Grant does goes. That does sound really amazing. But also, at the same time, New York is one of the food meccas of the world. He makes a jack off motion as you get like halfway into that sentence. Hey, hey! I didn't do that when you were talking about food. You fucking rude prick! Eat me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we we just basically have a nice t- nice time together. Uh, now here's my qu- here's my question. This is up to you since this is your character and like your your creation. Would he have the same attitude towards magic as I as I would, which is all which is known as basically only use it as a last resort and try other more mundane methods first, or would he? just be like, no, nah, I'm a fucking wizard, I can do whatever I want. Pew pew, laser beams! Uh, he, he operates on sort of a bell curve where he, he'll use magic for incredibly simple things and incredibly difficult things, but nothing in the middle. So, like, he'll fucking do his laundry with magic and yeah. make his bed with magic, Yeah, but he won't cook with magic. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's so weird. He'll use a little bit of telekinesis to like pull a beer out of the fridge, but you know, he he doesn't like flying. Uh, I, I, like when he pulls a beer out of the fridge with telekinesis, Grant goes, "Seafood would just be so mad at you right now." I mean, you say that, but I'm so. I have gotten so much better at all of it since I got out from under him. Like, yeah, he's he's a great teacher, and he taught me his his tutelage was invaluable. I'm not gonna dispute that. Would not be half the wizard I am without him. But goddamn, have I grown in leaps and bounds since 
I moved out here and just started working at my own pace at the things that I want to work at and not the things that he tells me to work at at the pace he wants me to work at. I mean, I mean, I also like went out for my own and did that too, stuff too. But like, he has a point. The the less you use it, the more like the the more you try to think outside the box, the more options you have. Like, magic should not be a fucking sledgehammer, my man. I'm not. I'm not driving my car with magic here, Grant. Wait, you drive now? It's L.A. I've gotten by by just walking around in taxis and shit. Uh, that's not actually true. <laughs> you have gotten so many rides. Hey, hey, hey. A sister is a lot like a taxi. Technically, he's still gotten around without having to learn how to drive himself. Sure, I guess. That's what he's getting at. <laughs> it's like, it's useful. This place is so big and spread out, and there's so much to do that it's just nice to have your own car. Yeah, and I guess that the fucking public transportation here sucks compared to back home. <laughs> you know, it's so convenient not building a city where the ground shakes all the time so you can put trains underground so that way people can get everywhere at a reasonable rate. We put them above ground. Still not, does not beat the LA subway. Does in the snow department, though. He is making jack-off motions with both hands. Okay, that one I deserve. Not both hands, though. (laughs) I'll give you the one-handed (laughs) jack-off. I just would like to remind everybody that I live in Maryland. I don't know why I'm so ride and die for New York. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're playing a character and you're playing him real strong. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I am kind of tired, so I do want to, like, listen to the other guys do their stuff. So we'll just say, like, yeah. they have a fun time hanging out. And, you know, Frank goes home happy. Little bit, ti- not not a little bit tipsy. He would he would probably only have one one beer, so that way he would get home. Actually, no, he doesn't fucking drive. He could just call a goddamn taxi. Yeah, there we go. Yes, he goes home a little tipsy. Right on. I can dig it. There we go. Why was I so concerned about how drunk he was getting? He literally does not know how to drive. Oh yeah, that's a pretty cool. Hang out with an old friend. Roxanne. Yes. Let's do your thing. My thing. You have a bet to settle. I do. I do. I do. I have since named this character, by the way. Uh, Her name is Carrie Richards. I noticed. I haven't said it for the audience, though. Right. I just like to say that I'm reading the handouts. It makes me feel like I'm doing things. I'm glad for it. The time has come to settle a... a, Not a score, a bet. A bet. A bet. I'm not nervous. (laughs) Roxanne is nervous. I'm not nervous. Sure, of course. (laughs) Alright. Uh, you get to the instrument shop. You had 
arranged with Carrie beforehand that uh, she would be, she is working today and her shift is about to end. So you pull up then. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in and talk to her then. She's behind the counter. Uh, and as soon as she gets, catches sight of you, she gets a look on her face. A look? What kind of look? A look like it's about to go down. <laughs> okay. Hey. Hey, Carrie. So, where are we settling this then? Uh, not here. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I mean, I've got my base and my amp in my trunk, but and uh, yeah, she she checks the clock and she says, uh, "And time, I'm out." All right, and she stands up and stretches a bit and says, "We're going to my place." Uh, okay, it's just uh, just follow me in my car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, easy enough. It's it's not complicated. This is a suburb e area, so you're not gonna like lose her on the freeway or anything. I don't have to roll cool to follow her exactly two scars faces behind, so she'll <laughs> never know I'm there. <laughs> no, you are not tailing her. <sighs> okay. And uh, you pull up to a house. House. It's not an apartment. Like an actual ding dang house. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there's like a couple of cars in the driveway and out front and like you're a, a human living in America like around the age of 20 you can surmise oh this is just a bunch of people living like renting the same house okay well the other option is this is some sort of fucking house party <laughs> and that would be dire <laughs> no no god now I wish I had thought of that but no, she is, she is not going to, like, jump you and say, all right, perform for this crowd. This is... You never know. This is a personal bet. All right. <sighs> Roxanne's going to... Roxanne's probably going to grab her her amp and her uh, guitar from her trunk. Yeah. Uh, she'll, she'll take the amp for you. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> and y'all... Careful shit. with it. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything more from you. What does that mean? <laughs> she, she sort of waggles her eyebrows at you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So y'all shuffle inside and she sets up uh, your amp in the living room. Uh, is there anyone else there? Uh, I know this is a personal bet. But surely some of her housemates might be there. You can uh, you can hear noise from some of the bedrooms, but there's no one like in the living area. So do your housemates know that I'm going to be playing guitar in your living room? I mean, basically all of us play instruments anyways. It's not a big deal. Uh, oh, OK. This is one of those situations. All right. Yeah, we're all a bunch of noisy assholes, but it works because we just sort of noisy asshole at each other, so it all bounces out. Yeah, no, don't worry. I, I know exactly what it's like living with a noisy asshole. <laughs> wow. 
I feel called out. <laughs> Somewhere, Grant sneezes and doesn't know why. <laughs> or he knows exactly why. It's that it's that it's that sibling sense when you know your sibling is trash talking you. Oh. Anyway. Alright, so you can get your, your base set up and find a comfortable place to sit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, th- I think I'm going to stand. It's, that is absolutely your call. She is not going to compel you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, uh, unlike most things, I put some thought into this. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> D- don't be too excited. I didn't put that much thought into it. I was just thinking, what song would Roxanne play to sort of win this can Roxanne sit down and learn a fucking instrument for once bet and uh, I was going through I'm gonna walk you through my uh, my thought process I was going through and looking for uh, songs that are um, that have easy-ish to learn bass uh, bass lines and I saw a name for a song and I thought was just perfect for uh, the occasion which is uh, she talks to angels by the by black crows. Good lord! <laughs> How fucking on the uh, nose can you be? It's, it's in my personal opinion, it's not that great of a song, but it suits the occasion. I'm not really sure how to. Uh, how do you want to do this then? Okay, well, like right, if you- so. So start off like. Paint a picture for me. Okay. What's what's this? What's this look like? Um, Roxanne. Roxanne's always been really into music, right? Mm-hmm. Like ever since she was a kid. Well, ever since she was like, you know, old enough to remember stuff at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she gets really into music, she you know just shuts her eyes. And, you know, plays. she would play along in her room or whatever. She's got this uh, crappy old, like, pink guitar pick that she got when she was... Uh, I'm going through my guitar picks right now, actually. Uh, she got when she was, like, I don't know, 17 or something. And she was, like, gonna buy a guitar with, birthday, with her birthday money, but then she chickened out. Um, and so she's sitting there tapping her feet with her eyes closed and she gets to the first couple notes okay like all the all the finger work is all fine and she's and the timing's perfect but then the second set of notes sounds wrong somehow like everything's perfect but no, the sound doesn't make it right. And uh, Roxanne stops for a second and goes, "Can can I restart that? Sorry." Yeah, no, go ahead. So, so she gives. <laughs> she starts up again. Only this time, the first, the first couple notes sound wrong, and then the second couple notes sound wrong. But then she relaxes her shoulders a bit 
and starts singing under under her breath a little bit. And it all starts coming out a little more right. Still a little, still not perfect. The timing's right. The, the I'd say the, so- the sound is starting to sound a bit more in tune. It's like, it's like despite the tuning being perfect, her guitar just sounds off. And as she gets going, it starts sounding a little bit better, is what I'm thinking, right? Right on, right on. Getting uh, getting a momentum going. And when she and when she was playing before, when it sounded all discordant and bad, it's like everything was getting a little bit quieter. Like when she's using like she, when she uses like lay on hands or when she's using her soothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, ability, but when it sounds right, everything sounds a little bit louder, and uh, that's kind of how I picture it, right? Right, right. Um, and I don't like when I just bi- bilaterally say like, and then Roxanne was a great guitarist, but that's kind of how I'm picturing it, right? Not the great guitarist part, but the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of digging all of that. I kind of don't even hmm? want to... I'm kind of digging all of that. I kind of don't even want to make you roll for it, because that was all real good. Okay. Are you going to make me roll anyway? No, I don't think I am. I think, right. I, I think I liked that enough that I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'm just... I'm going to say that you... You do it. You do the guitar thing. Nice. I did the guitar thing. So, uh, how was that? Well, you kind of tripped all over your ass there for a while at the start. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, uh... uh it's, I guess once you shook all your nerves out and got going, that was actually pretty good. Uh, thanks. I don't think... I don't think anyone's ever really complimented my playing before. How many people have you gotten good at an instrument and then played for? Mm, about nobody. She just sort of spreads her hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so who won then, I guess? Because I don't really feel like I won, but I don't really feel like I lost either. I, I don't... I don't possibly see how I could say like you didn't win that. You think so? Yeah. It was good. You did it. For real. Wow. (laughs) This isn't really how I expected this to go. So what? Did you just expect to... Your guitar to fucking explode? Uh... Maybe something like that. I don't know. Just to clear things up, would I have lost if the guitar did explode? Because I, we probably would have, would have called a rain check, and you would have gotten another one. And then if that one exploded, we would have called the bet off because I'm not having a third one explode in my house. A third one, huh? Well, if the second one what? exploded, you would have to get a third one. Oh, okay, right, right, right. You made it sound like for a second, I thought that you'd have. No, a guitar explode in this house like before it's like <laughs> no. I need to hear that story we have no we do not have a history of exploding instruments to my knowledge 
Okay, because, like, I didn't wire my theremin very well, and that kind of happened the first time I tried to use it. My God, you have a... Th- Why am I not surprised at all that you have a theremin? Look, I ordered a kit online, and I tried to put it together. You know, I know a guy I could probably ask about this. I probably should have asked his opinion. Oh, wow. All right, yeah, you won. I owe you an instrument. Just, just tell me what you want and when you want it, and I'll make it happen. Um, how about, uh, I'm not going to go, like, anything specific here. But, like, ever since I was, like, 15, I've wanted to get, like, a real-ass, non-bass guitar. And, you know, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna keep playing the bass, I think. But I think I really want to finally pick up the guitar, you know? Yeah, I get And, you, you know, you work in a you work in a freaking instrument shop and all that. Could you I don't know, pick it out for me then? Like I'll get you something nice. Yeah, don't I definitely don't spend like a bunch of money on it, obviously. Like, I'm not saying that you were gonna, cause, you know, but, like, don't put yourself out there too much. Like, I realize this is a bet, but I'm not gonna twist your arm about it. And I'd feel really bad if you spent too much on a guitar for me. I'll, uh, I'll guarantee that you won't be disappointed. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feels kind of shitty to just up and leave. Do you uh want to hang out or anything? Yeah, I mean, I just got I off can work. Leave if you're I'm, busy. No, I'm free for basically the whole rest of the day. What you want to do? <laughs> I didn't really have any ideas past say- asking if you wanted to hang out. Uh, How about we start with lunch? I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, works for me. I'm always hungry. Uh, you said everybody here plays an instrument. What do you play? Alright. One more. Ape. Summon Ape. I am Ape. Who calls? Ape here. I call. You dare. I dare. It's your turn. Okay. So I guess we're doing the thing you wanted to do, right? Yes. All right. I've been kind of excited about this one. This one's going to be fun. Let's do it. Okay. So, Steiner, you are in class right now. You're in the middle of a lecture. Excellent. What, what are you lecturing on? Thrill me. Tensile strength of various plastics. Okay, yeah. Uh, talking about the, the viscoelastic properties of polymers, all that good, good shit. Right. And the, uh, you are, you are deep in your cups, so to speak. You, you have the groove going of a lesson that you, like, know by heart. And you are violently interrupted by the 
door in the back of the classroom like slamming open and someone shouting you never called me back you dick um (laughs) who i don't remember do i recognize this person a young woman stalks into the room um, and it and it does miss um, take you up in it. Okay, so I re- do I recognize this person then? You do. Okay. Who are <laughs> Were you supposed to call back that you didn't? I don't remember. <laughs> it's Alyssa. Oh Crowley, fuck! It's the, the fucking woman the from fucking the monster. God damn it! From the hospital. Um. Oh, uh, okay. That's this one is on me. You are correct, but we are in the middle of something. Um, um. Okay, again, my fault, but still in the middle of the lesson. I'll wait, and she like sits down on the floor. All right. Um. Sure. Uh, and I guess I try to pick back up. <laughs> pretending that there's not an angry woman sitting on the floor of my classroom occasionally glaring at me. She, all of your students are extremely confused and there's like some low chatter. Okay. Uh, so yeah, do we just like green wipe to the lesson being over? About to have a very... yeah. Pretty bad conversation. <laughs> yep. You you managed to stumble your way through the lesson. You've completely uh, lost your rhythm now. I, she threw off my groove. Your groove is. She didn't just throw off your groove. She threw out your groove. My groove was placed into one of those car compactor things. My groove is now a cube. I now have two minutes to move my cube. She rolled down the window on the freeway and just hucked your groove right out there. Okay. Um, yes, I did forget that this. I, there's no way around that I did. I did completely forget. I'm. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I am genuinely sorry. But. But there is no excuse. I did genuinely just forget to inform you of the outcome. All right. How can I, how can, how can I make this? How can I, how can I make it up to you? Is there any way I can make it? Well, first of all, you're gonna tell me what it fucking was and what you did to it. Um, also, I'm hungry, so you can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is yeah. Um, not also, about- you're like. Also, you're like. Uh, uh, you, you've got like a doctorate or something. You're super official, right? I I have a doctorate in engineering. Yes. Cool. Uh, I I cut class to be here. I need a note. Fine. That's class. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Here, and then I just get out some stationery and I write her a basic excuse. I don't know. <laughs> Like, 
Mit, uh, fucking Mit, she has my permission to be out of I have no idea. Write You write something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Well, something a little more private to talk, I suppose. It's not great to talk about these things in the uh, very public area full of lots of people. She motions towards the door. Lead the way. Okay. Um, what time is it, basically? Is it like... Uh, let's, let's say it's noonish. Okay, so there would be still like classes, so I won't want to get too... F- uh, yeah, let's just find somewhere out I suppose. I mean, you could, like, buy food on campus then go back to your office if you just yeah. don't okay. want to go far. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go buy campus food, which is probably like a Subway or something they got in there. Subway or Panda Express or I'm feeling Carl's Panda Jr. What? I'm feeling Panda Express. I don't know why. Alright. Or whatever she wants, I guess. Fucking, I guess I owe her. <laughs> whatever she wants to get, I'm happy with. She's down for Panda. Okay. Alright, so we're back in the office then. Yep. Okay, so she you was... Not not to put, like, not to make Steiner out to be a creep, but you have just, like, escorted a 17, maybe 18-year-old girl through the, like, food station and then back to your office. Okay. It's his niece. Jeez. Everyone knows I don't have... People have such weird minds. People know I don't have family here. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But just Well, not in the office, but just, like... Not in the middle of a crowded hallway. Yeah. Just somewhere a little bit more out of the way, but... Okay, yeah, fine. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, she was the... What was it? The Adiz? Yeah. The, she was the one who got all like all her blood sucked out by the odds and sent to the hospital. Odds. Okay, odds. Uh, Alright, so... um. First and foremost, yes, we did uh, find what attacked you. It is a type of African vampire called an Odds. I think that's right. Odds. It's spelled A-D-Z-E. Um, and, well, we have uh, neutralized. I don't think we're capable of killing it, but it is no longer around, we'll say. So, that doesn't tell me anything. What did you do? Give me the give me the deep stock. Come on. Trapped it and banished it back to its home dimension. I suppose that would be the simplest way to say it. She's nodding her head. Like, all right, all right, all right. What's this home dimension? Um, I suppose you already know it doesn't hurt. Disturbing a lot of people. Well, whatever. So there's kind of two more. I don't. They're not proper worlds like ours are, but they're kind of there. Um, the odds is specifically from what is Deadlands, which is sort of hell, but more boring, I suppose. Not so much fire hell, but more wasting away. It's 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 uh, anything. Basically, there are lots of. Just dead things, and it's it's all very complicated. And then there's the Feywild, which 
Lord of the Rings and all that. So this thing specifically came from the Deadlands, which is, again, full of dead things. Alright, alright. So I got attacked by a African zombie vampire from hell. I dig it. I dig it. Um... Yeah, you know what? Sure. So that's more or less. That's more or less accurate. Fine. That's what. Please don't go telling people about it. One, it would make a lot of problems for us, and two, people would think you are crazy. Yeah, I mean, who the hell's gonna believe me, right? You would be surprised. <laughs> All right, that's a sentence that has a story behind it, but I'm not gonna ask. Yeah, people are a lot more open to these things than you would expect. I don't know why. I think it has something to do with the popularity of fantasy movies. Sure, sure. Blame the media for people being less credulous. Yeah. I, uh, or is it more credulous? I never know which direction that works. I build robots. I don't. This isn't my speciality. I just... It's a theory. Okay, but you build robots and also you fight monsters from hell? And also, I guess, monsters from Middle Earth? Am I getting this correct? Okay, so the Fey Wilds are kind of complicated. They're basically, think of it like a pizza that's divided into four really big slices, you know? So you have the summer courts, the spring courts, the fall courts, the winter courts, and some of them like... Pizza it. Planet, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I like Toy Story. <sighs> All right. So, basically, the long and the short of it is... Uh, let's see, what, is, what was it? Yeah. I forget which ones don't like each other. Uh, I think it's the it's fall and the... summer and winter. Summer okay. and winter don't like each other. Spring and fall don't like each other. So the fall and the summer courts, you know, they don't get along. It's the winter, spring court. The wing and winter and... It, 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 it's, it's petty royalty bullshit. Don't worry about it too much. Anyway, so... You know, basically anything that seems more lively, like typically werewolves, this I'm not actually super certain about this all myself. I've I don't have I have much more I don't have much more than passing knowledge, but um things like um like sirens and trolls and such tend to be from the Feywild. Things like uh, zombies and vampires, you know, the Deadlands, as you would expect. So, ways to get there, uh, you have to. The only way to get there is to basically you have to know someone already there, and they have to basically open a door for you. It's it's all, it's more complex and less complex than you would think. It's very odd. So you're saying you've been to hell? Yes, it is a requirement. All right. All right. Yes, I've been to go. Cool. I have you know, mingled with royalty and elventy and everything. It's it is um it's interesting, but it's less glamorous than you would think. You would think they would be stuffed up, but they're actually surprisingly fun. We got into a snow fight. It was interesting. And she and like throughout this whole conversation, she's just been nodding her head and like kind of smiling to herself. She's she's enjoying everything you're telling her. But yes, so, um, again, this is on me. I did just outright forget to tell you if a lot of things had happened. Uh, but yes, so, yes, there is a sort of hell, not a biblical hell. I'm not, there might be a biblical hell, I'm not sure. 
and there's a magical land full of troll spider people. The spider people are quite nice, or at least the one I met. Sure. I believe you. I got, I got one more question, though. Uh, right? Um, well, actually, I guess like it's, it's a question that's going to lead into another question, depending on how you answer. You're not the, the, the two other people you were with. Uh, is it just you three doing this? Uh, okay, so that's it. I'm not sure how much I am able to reveal about it. But... Uh, it's, it's a yes or no question. Okay, let me put it this way. We're part of a team that is part of a larger team. Got it. Okay, cool. How does someone join the team? Well, that is, um... As far as I know, by getting attacked by some... We, um... We do like to keep uh, lookouts out there, and um, usually those are people who have come face-to-face with these sorts of things. Uh, don't want to get into the optics of picking up a 17-year-old girl in my car and driving away. Let me give you an address, write you a note, and explaining it, and you will talk to these people, and they will tell you more, I suppose. I do. I write out. Bitchin. I write. Do you have to be okay? Do you have to be legally an adult to fight monsters? Nothing we're doing is legal. Bitchin. All right. Okay. So yeah, I write her out. I write the address and I write note. Hey, this is a person who was attacked by the odds and. She's wanting to become, like, an informant, I guess. I just uh, give a succinct explanation of the situation, and and then I text, I guess, Emery and to expect a visitor. And I, again, succinct uh, explanation. I don't know why I wrote a note when I literally have a phone. Hey, when you, you text them to expect a visitor, you get, like, 15 question marks. Yeah. Okay. And, the, and then you get a, a follow-up text that says, please be clear, is she talking about being an informant or talking about being on the ground fighting things? I'm going to just, like, I, she wants to be fighting things, but I want you, I'm hoping you can talk her down. Informant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell can't. Not that I've tried, but I'm just not going to bother. Cool. Cool. She literally had our blood removed by an African vampire, and she's still, like, raring to go, so... Steiner meets his match. A teenager. (laughs) A teen. Hey, cool. Cool. So, I talked to them, and they swear me in, and then I guess you teach me how to kill monsters? She she's pointing at you like her finger is in your face. Okay, let me ask you: Do you know how to do magic? Uh, no. Do you know how to make a gun out of household materials? No. Are you an agent of the divine? Don't think so. Then you will not be fighting monsters. 
<laughs> she just, she's like waving her hands and then sort of like, I don't know, kind of sign. Listen, it's not my choice. Talk to these people. Maybe they can teach you magic. I don't know. But this is a very, very dangerous job. I almost got eaten by a lizard once. Big lizard, very large lizard. This is... I mean, you you were attacked by one of these things. You know how dangerous. Yeah, I had a vampire drink all my blood and then make Not me all super of your sick. blood would be dead. <laughs> all my you blood. You need most of your blood. She, she is talking as much with her hands as with her mouth as she's saying, all my blood. Because not all of you. <sighs> Just, this is all the information I can give you. Go talk to these people and they will, they will decide what to do next. Because they do, again, like I said, they like to have informants, eyes and ears around the city. I doubt very much they will teach you how to punch a monster in the face with magic. You want to learn magic? If, if you want to learn magic on your own, that is active, but again, I doubt very much they are going to weaponize a 17-year-old teenage girl. Okay, but you don't fight with magic, right? No, I fight with technology. So it can be done. You don't it have to be, be a wizard. Done. Cool. So, you'll teach me how to fight. I'm not going to teach a 17-year-old child how to fight dangerous monsters. Thing I need to do. Alright, alright. I can dig it. My birthday's in May. I'll come back then. <sighs> Fine. I'll see you in May. <laughs> I figure she will forget about this. Or at least that's the grant. Not grant. Fucking. Steiner figures she's just gonna. Like a typical teenager. She's fixated on this thing for a while and then she'll give her a month and she'll be. I don't know, into fucking. Something, I don't know, something else. What are the kids like in 2012? I have no idea. Have been flossing yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. Yeah, but Steiner just figures, what is it, like a couple months? Yeah, she'll just get over it. Steiner's just gonna throw up his hands. Problem for a different day. (laughs) Sure, sure. It's probably the correct way to approach this. Best case scenario, she completely forgets about the fight monsters. More realistically, it's just something I have a in a couple months' time. Or I'm dead. Either one. <laughs> or you just fucking die and it's not a problem anymore. Yep. I will try not to kill you. Before you have to deal with this teen again. I appreciate that of people I meet, you know? Okay, she sees herself off. Uh, you are you are left to the rest my, of your uh, day. It's gonna keep eating my General Tao's chicken here. General So's or what if this is General So's? I think So's. Yeah, it's just General So So's. It's not the best. But up, up, but up. We're done. It's leap year. There's a leap year day in 2012. Hooray!
Yeah, and you all get a text from oh, yeah. you all get a text from Magpie inviting all of you over for a, an honest to god leap year party. We can only have one of those oh, in four yes. years. You got to take advantage. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll come. Why not? I am definitely there. Uh, when you all arrive at the safe house that is decorated with clocks, you have no idea where all these fucking clocks came from, but they're here and they're all over the walls. I have no idea where all these fucking okay clocks here. Cool. <laughs> it's a it's a calendar thing. It's leap year. Have a sense of adventure, Grant. Where do you even get this many uh, no, clocks? You s- no, that's what that's. Mostly what I'm wondering, where do you, like... What do you do with them after? You just keep them in store? Is there a a room in the basement with full of clocks? What? I mean, we don't have... We don't have a basement, but we do have a storage room upstairs. Okay, so you just have the clock room. That's where we keep all of the clocks in between the four... (laughs) It's not just clocks. There are other things... The way you said other things almost worries me. Uh, okay, I have an honest to god question. Are they all set to the take the time to set all of these fucking clocks? They are all correct. Oh my god. Here's the question, is there a Felix the Cat clock anywhere? <laughs> there are a number fucking of no there is. There are a number of novelty clocks. I was going to say, there's only room in, for one cat in this house. So I've never been to a, a leap year party. Should I have brought, like, I don't know, like, deviled eggs or something? I don't know. If you want to go across the street and, like, buy something from the Vons, that's, that's up to you. We're mostly just going to cook some food and hang out. Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Emery just... Uh, Emery is... Uh, Grilling some uh, steaks out on the little patio, and uh, nice. They all they look sort of uh, just like not not quite distressed, but like it's ex- extremely bemused at this entire thing. You you very quickly get the idea that this is all Magpie's idea. I figured it was. This feels like the setup for a prank. <laughs> also, is the ticking is the ticking of like fifty clocks at once driving mad? Or- uh, there there is music that is drowning them out. Okay, good. It's TikTok by Kesha. What? I was gonna oh, say, no. what kind of music do you play at a leap year party? <laughs> Everything is a time pun. That one Boston song, you know. Sure. No, I that don't. That one. When they ready, it's like, does anyone really know what time it is? That one? I think that's Boston. <sighs> Just all of the songs are various time. Yep. One of them is, um, uh, fucking, God. oh, net words, bad, can't do, fucking, um. <laughs> I believe in you. Well, just one of them is MC Hammer, you know, just entirely hammer for time. stop hammer time. Yes, correct. Like, struggling to think what this has to do with time and 
the fucking line comes up and Grant and then not Grant. I keep saying Grant. Fuck you. Fuck you, Grant. Fucking Steiner puts no. his hand in his, in his, his puts his face in his hand. <laughs> it's got a little sigh that's muffled by the hand. It's like Every time any of you express exasperation with the music, Magpie is just loses her mind at how funny it is. Growing more powerful each time. Yes. Time, hey? Ah. Yeah. So anytime, like, uh, oh. anytime, like something, like pop, even remotely shows up, Grant just like dies a little inside. There's gotta be. Don't be such a spoil sport, Grant. Hey, do you have time warp on in this list? Of course, I do. Please, yes, please, please let there be time. I have ten remixes of Time Warp spread throughout this playlist. Are you like even old enough to have seen that movie? Yes, she is. Whatever. She limes looking over a pair of glasses at you. Look, I don't know your business. All right. Uh, so it is, uh, I don't want to say it's quite chaos, but it's kind of controlled chaos. Uh, Magpie is very energetic and is constantly getting under everybody's feet. What's the stain to? Magpie or, or, uh, Magpie. Uh, yes. Not, not Milo, Magpie. Milo's nowhere to be seen. You get the feeling he maybe doesn't care so much for all the music. Okay. At one point, uh, Grant Emery actually like pulls you aside. Yes, and I say, um, like I uh, thanks, uh, thanks for coming. I know you don't like like being a part of um, the Ravens, but uh, thanks. Uh, you guys are my friends. I'm not gonna say no to something my friends want to do. Yeah. They actually look pretty pleased about that. Yeah, but Magpie wanted to do this. I like, you know, we we kind of snip at each other, but you know, I I like to believe that's all in good fun. I don't think I, I hope she doesn't like actually hate me. So no, she um she kind of likes everybody, and part of that is a function that she doesn't um get get to go out. Um, super often, yeah. Um, but she she does. Um, she she talks about uh, you uh, more than average. Uh, really, mostly um, ways to mess with you. Oh, but um, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Good to know. Actually made some friends over here. Hooray. <laughs> Grant is not completely antisocial. <laughs> I didn't want to turn this into like a huge scene. I just wanted to have some like dumb party on this this weird day. Yeah. Every day is weird for I'm us. Cool with it. <laughs> All right. Uh that's that officially is the session. I have an outro, but I'm going to record it separately because I want to keep it a secret from you guys.
Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to this session when it goes up, then. You're not going to have You can't really keep it secret from me, though. I, like, I can just listen to it. I can keep it a secret from you for as long as it needs to be a secret. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. It had taken her weeks to get everything right. These stupid, smelly, loud humans couldn't make anything right. None of these gears were the same size. None of the springs were properly coiled. Not a damn thing in this place was properly synchronized. But finally, finally, she had it. Her fixes had taken so much longer than she expected. But she couldn't afford to be seen by one of the seemingly endless parade of garbage humans coming through. So she had been patient. Talk, 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 talk. With everything in place, it was time to start the most dangerous phase. Testing. She knew she wouldn't get it right the first time. She knew someone would notice, and she could only hope it wouldn't be anyone in a position to stop her. But it would only take a few tries to make it perfect, and then she'd be safe forever. As the seconds closed in on midnight, it was time to make her move. She popped the lid open on her hard-won prize and concentrated, letting the sound of passing time wash over her, and then the room, the building, the city, the planet, out and out forever, filled with light.